Hey everybody, and welcome to the Fart Fetish Podcast once again. It's that podcast where we seek to find the answer to, what is fart fetish? Where might it come from? How is it enjoyed? And what are the people like who have this fetish and other fetishes too? We do this on every first Friday of the month on almost all major podcast platforms and at fartfetishpodcast.com. And if you like fart erotica, well, I've got some of that on thefartcloset.com. That's my erotica website. You can support the podcast just by checking out all the free stories, free captions, and more at thefartcloset.com. And I'm seeking erotic video collaborators. So if that's you, you like what I do, hit me up and let's talk. And now I'd like to introduce the wizard Fartbane to the podcast. We definitely get into the origins of his name with all its gravitas, but also talk about the two fetishes nearest to his heart. Farting and inflation, which are, to some in their respective communities, very vehemently opposed fetishes. We get into a bit of Wiz's origins of the fetish, as well as his motivations for becoming a content creator. We also talk a fair bit about video games and other media in the context of fetishes and mainstream normalization. There's really so much we talk about in this episode, so let's get right to the Fart Fetish Podcast. Thanks very much for being here, the Wizard Fartbane. Uh, why don't we start with a little bit about yourself and, and what this fetish looks like for you? Yeah, totally. Um, so a little bit about me. I am 31 years old. Um, I work a regular normal job in a call center uh, for a bank. And um, I enjoy lots of normal things that normal people enjoy, uh, like video games. Uh, that's kind of actually where my Twitter handle comes from, uh, the Wizard Fartbane. Because uh, I'm like a Dungeons and Dragons nerd. Um, but I'm one of those weird Dungeons and Dragons people that like never, I don't have enough friends who are into it to like play with. Um, so I just, I lurk. I'm like a Dungeons and Dragons lurker. So I watch a lot of people on YouTube and on other sort of platforms um, play. And I'm just really, I've always been into like fantasy, like um, the Dungeons and Dragons of it all, you know, even just like um, books and movies and video games and stuff. Um, I'm a huge, huge gamer. Um, and I, I actually, so this was during like COVID. Um, and I feel like the origins of like a lot of my kind of like, I feel like I'm like a superhero or something. You like, they all have like an origin story. Sure. Um, yeah. Um, I don't, I don't literally think I'm a superhero. Um, that was just, um, a, a silly comment, but, um, yeah. So during COVID, uh, obviously nobody could hang out. Um, so a lot of my friends, you know, I'm really close with, we have like a little group chat and one day we like decided like, Hey, wouldn't it be cool if we all tried to do like a Dungeons and Dragons thing, but from home, um, like, you know, one of us was going to be a dungeon master and we all came up with characters and I thought it'd be really funny to like, be like a, like a wizard, like a, like a gassy wizard called Fartbane. Um, and then, so we kind of came up with backstories and everything and um my group of friends as well are pretty like there's mostly guys and we all we've known each other like nearly 20 years so i mean if you're not farting at least once in front of somebody you've known for that length of time i don't know good on you um but yeah so that's where that kind of character came from and then we didn't do the the dungeons and dragons thing in the end it just fell through we just kind of couldn't really commit to it um, but then later on, I ended up just using that it just for a Twitter handle. It just kind of popped into my head. I couldn't really think of anything. So um, I just used that. Um, and that's kind of, it just kind of stuck. Um, but yeah, um, I guess you can call me like wizard, wizard or fart. I think the whole, it's a bit of a mouthful. 
for the whole thing. So sure, sure. Um, I guess whatever you feel comfortable. With. It kind of has that honorific title. It's like the it royal fart bane. You know, <laughs> it has a lot of. Uh, I know it's wizard, but it has a lot of um, yeah. uh, gravitas yes. in the in the, uh, does, in the name. It does have a lot of gravitas, Rush. Thank you for noticing. Um, it feels it feels very grand. So I feel like to my friends people i'm closer to you know in the fart world it's whiz is fine i mean i tell people my real name pretty much off the bat uh whenever i'm speaking to them um but yeah so you know but it's we like to kind of maybe make it like whiz whiz fart bane or whiz you know it's kind of a bit shorter a bit more casual because i don't want you to feel intimidated by my you know status as, <laughs> as a as the wizard you know <laughs> absolutely absolutely no it makes total sense i appreciate that i appreciate that um, familiarity you're, you're allowing me, yeah. <laughs> uh, do, do you know, uh, about, well, one, let me say, I really appreciate you, you sharing all that. Cause I feel like, like we've kind of touched and, and, and like stepped around the, the, I don't know, the edges of, uh, video game culture and all this stuff. And I think, I think mm -hmm. some yeah. of the guests probably have been larger fans, but, uh, and maybe, mm -hmm. or maybe not, but we haven't talked about it at all. So I appreciate you, uh, oh my gosh. I'm sharing some to, yeah. to talk about it hundred percent. Do you know when, um, and, and, oh, sorry, go ahead. Well, no, I didn't mean to interrupt you, Raj. You no, might no. find as well, you, you might want to cut out, there's, I'll probably interrupt you because I've been told I'm a terrible interrupter and, um, I'm no sorry about that. No, um, no problem. In advance, uh, but I was going to ask you. I know we don't normally like. It's normally just you asking people questions. But um, are you a gamer? Do you game? And if so, what are you really enjoying right now? Um, I do. I do game. Uh, I guess I've been going back and forth on the uh, some of the older Grand Theft Autos at the moment, um, cool. just for fun. Cool. Um, and I and you know I like to play uh, a lot of different indie games, so I I jump in on that website Lurkerit. I'm sure there's other websites, but Ooh. basically developers put up their games on there for streamers to to play and kind of promote. And yeah, so sometimes I get accepted to some of those oh. and do uh, do those games. So one that was semi semi I guess on theme uh, I just played recently was called Sir Whoopass. Um, it's like a hack and slash R uh, RPG uh, game, and it had a lot of humor to it as well. I mean, obviously with that name, yeah. uh, but it was fun. Mm -hmm. It was a lot of fun. It was actually, you know, pretty well made um, as like well. That. Like the, the the I like to see the the th the fun thing about indie games is they can really go for like a single idea in a really big way. Yeah. Um, yeah. Smaller games can be much more much more grand in a way that I think large developers don't have the um they, they can't risk on jumping into uh such an idea yeah i know what you mean it's kind of the the bigger market the triple a stuff i mean you know there's different genres but they kind of have to try and make the widest kind of net for who's going to buy the product who's going to you know, pay for this thing so they kind of have to make it more accessible um you know and there's maybe certain things they can't do but yeah you're with an indie game you're totally right the focus is much more narrow so they can really just like go hard at it i think that's one of the things i really like about indie games as well um which i didn't even realize until you said that so i was like oh that makes sense i, I agree um, but yeah uh, is there a genre in particular that you really because uh, with indie games because they're all so diverse but is there like a particular genre that you lean towards that you like to play or is there you just kind of a bit of everything 
Um, I mean, I do like to try a bit of everything. I tend to stick away from like platformers or not play too many of those. Um, but mm. I do enjoy more of the probably more simulation games and and builder games uh, are probably the mm. things I really enjoy. Some RTSs as well uh, are pretty oh, fun. Okay. Um, I get really frustrated at puzzles. I get re- like even the what was oh. it the remake of Resident Evil Four? Like I got mm. stuck yeah. really early on. Uh, just like I can't figure out the the combination of the what the cabinet that opens the thing that gets yeah. the marble. I'm like, oh my god, this is like I can't, like this I is know. too much. But uh, don't make me think too hard. <laughs> I've, I've really like come into a point in my life where I think I used to really enjoy like games that were hard when I was younger. I'd be like, oh, it's so hard. This is fun. Um, but now I'm like, I just want to enjoy the story. So sometimes I'll like secretly turn down the difficulty and just pretend that I didn't do that and just enjoy the story of it all, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, jumping back to the, uh, to the fetish, do you know about how and, and when it, uh, it originated for you or how that, Ooh. what that looked at at the, your beginning? Yeah, no, totally. I, I can talk about that. Um, sure. also I love the fact that like, I, we, I mean, we should we start to start another podcast about gaming and just talk about that because I could Perhaps. talk about that for ages. I, I think <laughs> we could. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely a possibility. Yeah, we should yeah. definitely explore that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but the origins of the fetish, um, I feel like for me, I mean, it's. I think a lot of people, right? It's some people I've spoken to have said that it didn't start really young for them. That they were maybe in their thirties or even their late twenties when they like discovered what they were into, which I think is so interesting. Like that, I think because I'm not like that. Because for me, it's I think it started pretty young. Like a lot of people, um, you know, um, I, I'm I have lots of I have like four brothers, and I went to like an all male like grammar school. So I'm like I've been around men for most of my life, um, and my family is full of men, and and we're a household we would be very free with farts. We would be farting kind of all the time. There's always somebody farting at some point, um, basically. So there was never any kind of like fart shaming or anything like that, because I know some people can be really. It's like they're told not to. You know, they're like you can't do it, and that becomes a thing, um, like this kind of forbidden taboo thing. Um, but yeah, so definitely, I would say like really early puberty, um, you know, kind of 12, 13 is when I kind of started noticing that it was something I was really interested in, um, just specifically, um, farts. Um, and I didn't really know why I was kind of like, why am I, and it was, and it wasn't cause I'm, I, I identify as a homosexual male. I'm very much attracted to men or male presenting people. Um, but I would have, even with women, if I would kind of be fixated on it, kind of. I didn't really know why. Um, and then I guess when I got a little bit older, and obviously you're kind of like going through puberty, your body changes and grows and all that. And you're like, oh, I'm actually having like, this is like, it became like a sexual thing um, then. Um, but interestingly, uh, and we'll probably talk about this later, um, but um, I feel like I have like a, I've talked about it with you. I have like a inflation fetish as well. And that for me has always been quite linked to the fart thing. Um, but I have a really specific memory. I was quite young. I think I was like maybe eight. Um, and I was playing, oh God, we had, this is like, we're bringing it back to video games now, but um, we had, I think it was a Dreamcast. 
movie or Nintendo. It was it was I knew that wrestling WWE. I think it was back when it was called WWF, before, even before that, the World Wrestling Federation. Do you remember sure. that? World yeah, Wrestling Undertaker and all that? Well, yeah, they yeah. made this video game. Sorry, I, did, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, no, not at all. No, no, I was, okay. I was just confirming what you said. Yes, yeah. Are you a wrestling fan, by the way? Just sidebar. Are you into, are you just uh, love the wrestling? or? I had two, two stages of my life where I did. Really young, yeah. and then again uh, in like high school, um, when it was like... Uh, what John Cena and Carlito and uh, I, I forget who was who else was out there back day, um, the great Kali, you know. Oh my gosh, these are like all classics, like yeah. amazing. Um, I was never super super into it, but my brothers were, so I kind of had to be like forced into it. Um, but we had this video game, um, and it was where you could you could create your own wrestler, and when you're like making the wrestler, they had like a body slider where you could like decide how fat you wanted them to be, and like me and my brothers would like make make them really fat like as a joke, but I remember specifically at one moment where I was like you could move the slider kind of a, a fast or slow, and as you moved it, it would like the body would just become really like fat and huge in real time, and um. I remember like sliding it back and forth and like being like really into that and interested in that, like watching the body expand and stuff. And I was like, Hmm, okay, this is kind of cool. Kind of love this. And I wasn't really sure why, but then this is something that at the time I didn't realize it, but like later on in life, I totally like connected it to that. I was like, wow, that was definitely like an inflation thing. Like, just, just on its own kind of maybe like the start of that, um but yeah so after because i've i've been kind of i guess like inflating um since honestly probably for like 15 years i kind of started in private um because i was i obviously got curious about things and this was like during the there was like a golden age of youtube where you could find like so much like crazy crazy fart porn everywhere and it was nuts uh, or even just people like posting things for fun as well, like being funny, like where the the idea wasn't even sexual. It was just people being funny. You know, it wasn't even like them posting it for the sexual gratification. But I remember, obviously, I was into farts and I would like deliberately like eat gassy foods and stuff like for dinner to try to make myself fart like during the day, like during school, during class and stuff like that. Um, Just like kind of as a joke, Um, I hadn't quite like connected it to like my sexuality yet but i remember i stumbled across this video of these guys and it's like a really famous it's like kenny versus spenny i don't know if you do you know you know them they were like big in america sounds vaguely familiar they had this show where they would um every episode was about like one of them had to beat the other at a certain thing and there was i think i can't remember the other episodes but there was an episode with like somebody one of them whoever farts like the biggest or the loudest who makes the biggest fart wins so one of the guys decides to cheat and he like gets like a bike pump and then puts the one end like up his ass and then pumps air up his body and then he wins the challenge by cheating and making like the biggest farts and i saw that and i was like oh fuck this is definitely this is i'm into this um, and i kind of i think that's where the fart thing started where I was like, okay, so I can, I can inflate myself to fart. And then I would kind of, you know, I would do that. And I'd be like, I actually kind of like, I could felt myself kind of inflating and I loved the feeling of it. And I was like, oh, okay. You know, there's like something there too, you know? So for me, 
the two fetishes have always been very linked. I think it's for me, it's like bacon and eggs, you know, or like peanut butter and chocolate. They're like really interconnected for me. And I kind of feel like it just for, for me, it just kind of makes sense. Like, you know, because um, there's a lot of people who are inflators that are obviously really turned off uh, by farting. So they don't film that part. And you're like, why? Because <laughs> you're going to do it anyway. You know, you may as well film it. But I mean, that's their thing. If they're not into like making that content, of course, I totally get it, you know. Um, but yeah, so I, I'm sorry. That was like a really long rambling i just give you like the first kind of 15 to 20 years of my life um <laughs> no that was great that, that was really great one thing that struck me and and <clears throat> to, uh please uh share with me what you know like is there any like kind of uh 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 health concern or safety issue with uh with inflating oh yeah like like i it seemed like there would yeah. be some kind of like areas mm -hmm. to be con um like uh careful of or or what are, what are some uh, precautions i guess you go into in terms of inflating or or see other people yeah no totally um because i think the most important thing is to be really really safe because as 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 hot as I find it, or as hot as other people find it, whatever you're into, like it's really not worth dying over. Like it's not worth getting sent to the hospital for a fetish, you know, because this you can literally die if you, you know, um don't do it right. I guess for me, I kind of started really, really small and kind of experimenting and because every body is different. Your literal body is, is different. So um I think the first first thing I would say is like start super slow and don't be using something crazy like you know like a hydraulic press or you know like a like a really like something that people used to inflate tires or something which has like a really high it's called PSI it's like pounds per square inch um it's like how much air is going to be moving out of that you know nozzle per at any moment in time so something really small I even I even started with like I just had like a tube where I would put like one end of the tube up my ass and then the other in my mouth. And also, guys, if you're going to do that, really important that you label which tube goes where because you don't want to end up in a situation where you're putting the wrong end in the wrong end. Um, but yes, that's kind of how I started with that. So you can kind of control how much air that you're putting in your body with your own mouth. You can it's kind of like it's like kind of like you're blowing up a balloon you when you have to force this kind of pressure difference you have to kind of you know fill your cheeks up with air and like force it out really forcefully um so that was one way but starting really small taking your time um the main thing is that i've learned is like give your body time to settle because you're literally stretching your body with air so um your body's going to cramp it's going to be uncomfortable and the minute anything hurts that's like when you should stop really because you need to give your body time to let the air move around distribute evenly into other kind of like body cavities that you have and then you can keep going you know if you want to um but yeah it's really like listening to your body is so important it's really key and i anyone that's because there i remember once this was a little while ago, but there was, I can't remember, I was on some kind of social media. It wasn't Twitter, because I'm quite new to the Twitter thing. I've only been on, like, really active on Twitter for a couple of years, but I think it was maybe Reddit I was on, and there was this, there's a subreddit called, like, the Belly Expansion. 
think they're called belly expansion and so they would have a mixture of inflation content some real life stuff and then a lot of it was animated and art and fantasy sort of that thing and i think they ended up having a rule where they were like out of safety they were banning any real live inflation stuff they said look if you want to do that you do it somewhere else because it's dangerous and i remember there being i can't this was years ago but i remember there being quite like a real commotion on that subreddit some people were very f against it they were like you know this is what we want to do why can't you let us do it over here you know and then other people were like get the fuck out because you're literally promoting very unsafe potentially fatal you know uh, and all i can really say is like a lot of things if you do it a certain way or do it the wrong way you can end up with really serious consequences but if you're really careful take your time um you know because i was initially just doing it so i could fart loads i wasn't even doing it so i could like literally inflate my body and watch my like belly um you know get bigger um so i i've been doing it for years and i feel like i've been doing it very carefully i've never had an issue um and there's been times where i have like seriously really pushed the limits of especially like when i started making content as well like pushing the limits quite hard you know my own personal limits um but yeah i've never had any injuries at all never had any negative consequences fingers crossed touch wood um i say that and then maybe like next week they'll be like i'll just explode or something and there'll be like an article like guy 31 year old guy explodes nobody knows why um <laughs> Jeez, yeah i hope not yeah that, i hope that doesn't no, no, happen definitely we, we could talk about that a bit more but um i the whole like inflating till you die thing is not personally not one of my fantasies it's not really something that i vibe with i'm not trying to yuck anybody's yum but there is like a portion of the inflation community that are very into like popping sure and like sort of sometimes in real graphic detail about people like bursting at the seams and exploding with viscera flying everywhere and guts and stuff that's been in a few um, movies and it's pretty like I, yeah. I you know as dark as i really like my fantasy stuff when i see anything like that or any kind of like torment scene in a movie i get really uncomfortable because yeah. it's just like eh, this is not um, i know this is yeah. weird but actually that ties into what i was going to ask you next you gave me so much information i appreciate the plethora of information you gave us oh, on yeah. the on your origins and it, you know it included some of this aspect but what i'm what i'm curious about is what kind of uh themes do you gravitate towards like are you into the domination side are you into more mm -hmm. just the casual side um and any other things that you think uh color yeah. your your fetish experience yeah is this like in my content or in like my sex life or like uh, both or what i guess the... i guess personally i think i ask you a little later i think i have a question again about what kind of yeah. content you enjoy making most so mm -hmm. yeah on a personal yeah. level what do you what level, do you gravitate towards um so like what i i think i'm there's a lot of stuff that i'm still kind of figuring out because while i you know myself um have been inflating kind of personally you know i've been it's been a part of my sexuality i think for a long time it's not something that i've integrated into my sex life until very recently the last couple of years i kind of started off in my mid to late 20s and it was very it i because when i would be hooking up with people or in relationships or you know just having sex in general it was very vanilla it was just like i identify as like a i'm a very bottom i'm a bottom person so i'm i guess you know i 
in terms of like actual literal intercourse, I felt it was quite passive. You know, it would be something that was kind of done to me, obviously something that I enjoyed and consensually agreed to and all the rest. Um, but it was always something I was like, right, so Top's coming in and he's going to do, I'm going to be there to kind of make him feel good. And, you know, we're going to do, you know, anal penetrative sex and all, all the other stuff too. Uh, and we, and we'd have a good time. Um, but yeah, in terms of like that, you, the fart inflation stuff, I always kind of, I kind of kept that at like arm's distance. So it would only be through messages, DMs, kind of digital sort of talking to people. And I would, you know, find people with similar interests kind of on kick, kick messenger. That was like a big one for me for a while. Um, and, um, and Reddit as well would be another one, but they're kind of the, the communities on there aren't really that great to be honest they're quite um dull um but yeah so when i started kind of just before i think just before covid actually is when i kind of started integrating kind of farts and and inflation into my like actual sex life um and i it's it's funny because a lot of the because the, the first couple of guys i tried it with they were really into like face sitting and being dominated and i at the time was like oh i don't know if that's me like i don't really know if i can i'm used to being very like like i said quite passive you know things but then whenever i i was like right okay i'll try it out you know we'll just say because you have to try things in life right and you know you sort of try it out and if it fits it fits if it doesn't it doesn't but i it kind of was like a real like a light bulb moment for me where i was like wow okay this is i can be much more active in the sex that we're having and being more in control uh which i really really enjoy and that's when i started obviously i was crushing a lot of just me with my full body weight kind of on them um and kind of basically until they couldn't really handle it and i think um i'm also just really super conscious of that i really don't want to kill anybody <laughs> Because I know you can take it really far sometimes because I'm quite a big guy. I've always been quite heavy. Um, so I have to be really con. And I'm also just, I'm 6'2". So I, and I have like quite a big frame. So I'm already just literally a bigger person, even if I wasn't um, overweight um, or plus sized. So I have to be, and the guys that tend to like me as well are generally like l shorter than me. And they're quite slim and slight, uh, which I have no problem with. I really. I feel like I'm into a really broad spectrum of body types. So I have to just be extra careful, but there's not been any accidents yet. No one has cracked a rib or anything. Although one guy did say he felt like he was hit by a truck the next day, but in a good way. And I'm quoting him directly. <laughs> um, yeah. So it's right now where I am at now with the farts um, and inflation, a lot of guys, some of them would be into farts, maybe not inflation, but they understand that um, like, I can only, my body can only do so much. And most guys that I'm hooking up with that are into farts, if they want me to bring farts into the bedroom, they're like, they're okay with me bringing an air pump to pump myself up. Um, and a lot of them actually are kind of surprised by how, how into the inflation part that they are. They're kind of like, oh, I didn't realize, but it's actually really hot. Like they're into it. Um, I think one guy said it was about like, he loved seeing like the, the transformational part of it. You know, like just seeing like my body literally change size um, and I can get quite big. I've been doing it for a long time. So my muscles are quite, they can stretch quite a bit on my, on my skin. So um, he, him knowing that it was all air and it was just, it was going to be farts 
come and it was going to come out as farts. I think he said if it was just food or something, he wouldn't just be be as into it. But because um, he knew that it was going to result in a lot of flatulence, um, he just it just made it harder for him. So obviously, a lot of face sitting, a lot of um, I like to kind of uh, sort of sit um, the way I sit. Kind of it's hard to describe, but um, it's not like you know, a sixty nine kind of right where you're kind of your heads were at their genitals, their genitals are near your your head, kind of. But but I, instead of me, sort of my head at their genitals, I'm sitting upright, kind of. So I'm kind of straddling them, really. So I guess some people call it that. Is it the reverse car girl or something? I'm not sure. It's I'm 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 probably I'm losing you here, but yeah. So um, there's a lot of that as well. Um, a lot of face sitting. Sometimes I meet up with people. And we have no penetrative sex at all. It's just like face setting, crushing, farts, uh, and I find that deeply fulfilling as well. You know, um, I guess some people just aren't into penetration, and I'm honestly used to be a total bottom, but now I'm maybe more of a side where I'm getting a little bit older. I'm like, you know, anal isn't everything. You know, it's fun sometimes, and I get cravings sometimes for it, but like, it's not something that I need all the time to be satisfied sexually um so uh that's that's where i'm at kind of with the whole in my personal life thing um i am currently single um i uh have had a few kind of hookups that weren't serious relationships where i've like brought um farts and sort of inflation into it as of yet i've not really brought that into a serious relationship i think that's like the next thing for me um but i feel pretty I feel like pretty good about it. Like, I don't really feel like it's something I don't think I would be hiding this from somebody I really cared about. You know, I think I, they would have to just understand it. I would probably tell them pretty early on to kind of make sure that's something that they can deal with, you know? Absolutely. But yeah, we're, uh, that's the next thing. Hopefully. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. When you mentioned, uh, in messages to me about the, the, uh, the fart fetish incorporated into your sex life helped you explore that dominant side. And I think you just yeah. covered a lot of the, you know, what happened, but do you, do you have any idea of like how or why that came about or, or how that process, uh, what that process changed and, and looked like for you inside? Yeah, yeah totally. Um, so I think for me, like, like I mentioned before, like I was having a, a lot of vanilla sex in my twenties and it was satisfying, you know, um, but I didn't always feel like that good about my body. Um, and I think in the gay world, there's a lot of, um, I don't know, like self-loathing. And there's a lot of like loathing that's projected to other people, especially kind of like people with my body type. Um, so I guess I wasn't always feeling really like confident about myself. But um, bringing in the inflation, the fart thing, I think what really changed there was like the type of people that I'd be hooking up with. Um, because the people, because if you're meeting up with somebody and you're, and that's on the table, like in pumping air up your ass and farting for like three hours, the person's going to have to be really into it to want to do that, you know? Um, and, um, so I think that's one of the main things that changed for me was I was kind of, I, once I started bringing this into my sex life, I was choose more selective and choosing the right kind of people, I think better um that we i would more more sexually compatible with or have more sexual compatibility 
Um, and I think, and just as a result of that, like my interactions with the people that I was hooking up with were a lot more positive, a lot more pleasant, you know, a lot of people kind of really validating me and being like, oh, actually, no, like you, cause I would, I think a lot of people do this, but if you've had a lot of experiences where you're not feeling that great about yourself, it tends to come up in conversations slightly where you might make like self-deprecating jokes or you might kind of make comments or I, I used to do this thing where I felt like I had to really prepare people and be like, look, I am a big plus size person. You know, this is my body. This is what I look like. Um, you know, are you okay with that? Cause some people would kind of be like, Oh, like you, I didn't think you were this big or I, you know, in your pictures, you didn't look as big. And so I try to be really super transparent because I've had a lot of experiences where people were like disappointed or something. And I think that kind of like knocked my confidence a bit. Um, but yeah, so, um, a lot of the people, particularly the guys that are into like being face set and crushed and like they're into inflation and stuff, they're, they're more attracted to bigger bodied people anyway. Um, so I think that's really like the key of it. Like the, the people that I was doing these things with were a lot more like accepting of me and in, into me. And I find people who are into kinks and have more, more kinks that they enjoy are generally more kind of open and accepting. Like that's generally been quite a positive experience for me. Whereas uh, vanilla guys, as I call them a lot, I suppose uh, vanilla is like anyone that's not claims to not have a kink or maybe they're just not upfront about their kinks, but um, they're just kind of like into what's normal air quote. Um, you know, um, those are the types of people that tend to be a little bit more judgmental, maybe a little bit more. I've had more negative interactions with them in all honesty than I have with um, anyone who's like in the kink, the kink world, you know, for sure, for sure. And then like, your your first time uh, incorporating like far fetish into your bedroom play was that just like contacting someone who was into that and then exploring that or or how did that go about? Well, so it was there was a period where I was kind of reaching out to people online, um, kind of finding like minded people that were into um, farting, and that's actually kind of when I first started making like content, I guess. Where, it, but it wasn't like. I wasn't selling it or, or posting it anywhere. It was just privately being shared with these people. Um, so that's kind of when I first started off, like figuring out like, oh, okay, so what, what looks good? You know, what looks, how do I make myself look good in this video? Like what kind of, what kind of video am I wanting to send to this person who's, who's into, who's into farts and what have you. And, um, it, we, I think we just, the first guy, um, super sweet guy, we were just talking and we ended up sort of sharing like, oh, I live here. And he goes, oh, I live there. You know, I'm going to be in your city, um, you know, in the next couple of weeks, like when I come over, would you want to meet up with me? And, and I sort of said, yeah, like it would be cool. Um, so that was kind of, and it was nice to do it with somebody that I felt quite safe with. Cause we'd had like nice chats and, and we were able to keep talking um to keep talking more until like the deadline or when they were coming so um yeah so that's kind of where where it started uh, and it was like it was like a game changer for sure um i think that's what i would say to anybody that's really kind of worried about like bringing their kink or their fetish into like their, their real sexual life if that's something that they really want that's something that they're really craving um there's ways to kind of go about it to like make sure that you're safe and that you're not gonna you know that the other person's not gonna reject you and personally for me um you know 
I, I did a lot of kind of like emotionless, anonymous hookups in my 20s, kind of before um, the, the fart um, inflation thing being brought into to my sort of sex life. I think the way I go about it now is it's not really totally anonymous. I just like to get to know people and have like a good rapport and, and maybe just know a little bit about them before, you know, we do stuff like that together. So that's kind of, so I'm usually always pretty comfortable um, sharing that with them and doing that stuff. So I, that's what I would say. Anybody that's like thinking about it, like, oh, I don't know if it's worth the, the hassle or they may be afraid. Um, I would say like, you got to do it, you know, because it's, I don't know, unless they, unless they don't want to. Um, but I think wanting to have something like that in your sex life and not being able to is like torture. Yeah. So I would definitely encourage anybody to just try and be brave and, and serve, you know, trust yourself and, and just give it a go. And if you and if it's a disaster, it's a disaster. It's just a funny story you can laugh about later. You know, don't get murdered. Yeah, definitely. No, definitely. It's it's very true. But I think also like it speaks to like I think first you know accepting ourselves, and then I think once once we have really achieved that, um, we're gonna become less tolerant in in a positive way of people who are are yeah. not accepting of us i think it'll become clear when we accept ourselves i think it becomes clearer and clearer to us yeah. the people that do actually accept us or the people we may have uh appeased or changed ourselves you know maybe in small yeah. ways maybe in big ways to make them feel comfortable because we felt or knew we couldn't be comfortable with them so i think yeah we start with that self-acceptance piece and uh, yeah. and then we can branch out yeah. and find the people that actually, or find the find the authenticity within people. Um, which kind of brings me to: Do you uh, you seem pretty um, public about the fetish in terms of of people like you know within the the groups you know the people you connect with? Mm -hmm. um, yeah. But w what would you say? Would you say you're pretty public or private about uh, the fetish uh, if people talk about sexuality? I would say pretty public too, like a to a degree um i mean i have my voice and my face in a lot of my videos I, I, my close friends and family know that i make fart content online they know that i enjoy it and and enjoy that you know there's just the process of it and you know it's just it's something that we laugh about because um I mean, to laugh at it is not to like make fun. It's not to make fun of anybody or be like, ha ha ha, you're so pathetic that you do this. It's more just this is kind of a sidebar. There's people that kind of make content like that. And again, I don't want to yuck anybody's yum. If you love it, you love it. I know that's awesome for you. But I'm really kind of not a fan of the stuff that's like very um kind of uh deprecating and like, you know, oh you're you you um you just pathetic little piss worm you know you little fucking you know uh, can i say that on this podcast i just said yeah, the word yeah. piss worm can no yeah absolutely i don't i don't think that's a problem yeah it's like the alpha stuff right um it's the alpha stuff that's really kind of like you're just a piece of shit you know and then they just rip the tiniest the world's tiniest fart and you know and it's all that stuff it's just not really my bag but um yeah so i think you can laugh about it in a really helpful healthful way and be like this isn't this funny that this is something that i do for money and sometimes for pleasure well it's always for pleasure but sometimes there's no money there's no money involved it's just me doing it for fun um so like that's hilarious like I'm 31 years old and I'm like living my life and I'll just be doing normal things. And then I'll go into the bathroom and record a few farts for somebody and then send it to them. You know, like that's really funny to me. 
Um, so I, and I just think farts are kind of funny in general. Um, there is like a funny, I think I've always found them quite funny. Um, but there's not, they're not just like sexual to me. So, um, yeah, that's what I would say. I'm not sure where I think I, I've totally went off like your original question, I think. Um, <laughs> no, but not at all. Yeah, no, so it makes it... Republic, um, absolutely. I'm back. Yeah. I... Um, <laughs> Yeah, no, it's great though. I appreciate. It. Well, and and the thing I picked up on too that I appreciate you do saying is is you said your your friends and family know, which I think is kind of uh, rare for yeah. a lot of people. Um, yeah. You know, and not in a bad way. I think you're saying it exactly right. Is that um, acknowledging the 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 perhaps ridiculousness, the humor of it, of of having yeah. a fart fetish in general, farts in general. Um, yeah, I think it's when you when we embrace that and when we realize that. Um, that it doesn't really, uh, it it doesn't make us uh, weird or freaks or anything else. It just makes us. It, it, we have an we have an interest that's that's different. That I'm sure other people have other different uh, other weird. I mean, some people like stamp collecting, and that's like I'm not that again. It's not nothing against it, but you know, uh, it's a it's an interesting hobby for sure. Not one of mine, but I sit in front of a computer for 20 hours a day. So like, it's not like I like people would be like, that's weird, or why you do that. And I'm like, well, I like it, you know? Exactly. And I just think, honestly, I roll my eyes so hard anytime. Because so, sometimes, you know, I have conversations. I've even had, I recently, for example, I was on a night out with a couple of friends. And we were having a few drinks. And there was some new people that I just met. And we were just talking about kink and fetish and just stuff like that. We were actually talking about how how like some fetishes are really just really normalized at the moment. You know, like, I think in particular, I think feet and piss are re water sports i think those are both really like if i don't think anybody really bats an eyelid when someone's like hey i'm into these things everyone's like cool you know that's fine uh and we were talking about that and i did mention my you know on the night out i was like yeah look i make content online you know i talk to guys a lot and sometimes girls too who are into these things and it's really not that big a deal i even said like i also i make fart content i sell my farts to people and you know we all just have a good laugh about it you know so it, it just you know and i was it's crazy to me because in that moment it felt really really normal but i think if you if like 10 10 years ago like 21 year old me if you told that to him he would be like what the fuck <laughs> there's no way that like he would ever would have done that so it's just funny how your your perspective can really shift i will say my parents, I don't, my parents don't actually know. They're like the only people in my life that don't actually know. Cause I just, I'm not ready to have that awkward conversation with my parents sure. about like shaking my cakes on the internet and like <laughs> farting for money <laughs> or for fun. Sure. Um, but I have, I mean, my siblings and my dad, you know, they all have, they have kinks and things that they're into. And um, I just think that's like part of my, like the genetics of my family, we all just have like little kinks and little things that are, and maybe that's just what everyone's like. I don't really know, but um, yeah, it's so it's kind of like, who are they to judge me? It's kind of the place that I'm coming from, you know, why do we judge each other? Um, I'm not, before I sound too preachy, I'm going to, I'm going to get off my soapbox. I always tell people if they have questions and they're you know, curious, you know, that like being into farts, it's not normal. But I always say it's perfectly natural um, because I think kinks are really a really natural thing. And it's more when I say natural, I do really feel a lot of it is about like your what your your biological makeup, like your genetics. And then also 
the experiences you have in life. Um, there's a bit of nurture as well. Um, but I, I mean, being in the farts is like, it's something, it's a natural thing that your body does. It's not normal to be attracted to them. And it's frankly hilarious sometimes when I really think about it. But it's like a really, it's almost innocent. I feel like a wholesome, innocent kind of, well, that's where I come from. But anyway, um, it's hard to describe. It's it's like, it's so innocuous and harmless. It's just like air coming out of your ass, you know, and it's it's gone in a moment, you know, it it, it leaves and it, well, unless it's really, really smelly, but, um, <laughs> you know, it just, it's there and it's gone and it's very like temporary. Um, uh, you know, just a fart in general. So I don't know. I don't know if that makes sense, but I always anyone that is like really beating themselves up about it as well. Like I've talked to a few people that are super like ashamed about it. I'm like, my dude, it's 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 just natural. You know, it's just that's part of who you are. It's part of your body, part of your mind. Like, don't fight it. Just embrace it. You know, don't hurt yourself over it. It's not it's not worth that. You know, it's not worth torturing yourself over. It's just a part of who you are, and you may as well just enjoy it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you said two, uh, you said many things, but two things that I wanted to, um, you know, make a, make a point on as well is like, uh, the having a friendly laugh with people about making fart content, I thought was really great because I think it ties into something you said earlier about, um, uh, when you started to like accept yourself and, and when you yeah. started to, um, not feel as much shame or not feel like you had to justify or explain yourself to yeah. like, like, uh, like, uh, you know, hookups or partners you were gonna, yeah. gonna, gonna be seeing. And I think that really speaks to maybe the, uh, the self-acceptance and our, and our tone that we bring to things. Like if, if we come into things like, you know, really embarrassed and really like timid and like, you know, I, I, you know, I, don't know how to tell you this. It's kind of funny, but you know, it's like, I'm a little ashamed of it yeah. too. It's like, if you do all this equivocating before you tell someone rather than just being confident about who you are, it's like, Hey, I make fart content. You know, I, I do this, I do that. I make fart captions. I write yeah. stories, you know, yeah. if you're just relaying it, like, uh, you're not looking for their judgment. If they're judging you, then you're going to be like, Hey, I don't need you. That's fine. Get, get, you know, you don't need to be around. We don't need to be around each other. But, uh, I think if you, when you bring it to people with like, Hey, this is what I do. It's like, that's kind of silly. It's like, yeah, it is kind of silly, but you know, people, yeah. people like it. People enjoy it. I enjoy it too. You know, it's the confidence you have in yourself. Again, that self-acceptance, uh, that yeah. really, I think, can change people's perception or perspective of, of what you're saying. Um, and that was the second thing. Oh, what were you gonna say? No, I was just, I was totally in agreement with you. And, um, what I would say is I recognize that not everybody is, is at that place yet. It took sure. me a long time to get here. It took me like, I mean, really like 20 years of like actively accepting, like, this is what I like, you know? Uh, and I think there's like a little bit of like cultural, renaissance happening now too where people are maybe a bit more open to it i don't know but uh i i appreciate and understand if some people are like look i can't do that if they have to preface it with that kind of like equivocating like you say there's nothing wrong with that it you do you whatever what it takes for you to get where you want to be you know 
Um, that's really all I was trying to say. And Raj, I feel sorry for you in the edit because I feel like you're going to, I talk so much. I'm quite a, a verbose person. So this might end up being like a ridiculously long episode. <laughs> Not at all. No, we're, we're perfectly fine. We're perfectly fine. Well, that, that brings me to my other point I was going to bring up, which you mentioned um, foot fetish, which is something we're, we kind of talked about here and pee fetish being yeah. kind of more normalized. And I honestly think this could be my bias um, for media, but uh, I think it honestly comes from the like TV so TV show and and movie exposure. Like we just had yeah. um, at the beginning of Billions. I didn't watch the whole series, but the first episode, the opening is Paul Giamatti getting pissed on. Um, yeah, you mean, have the girls ass eating scene that was, uh, like yeah. took the internet, um, kind of like by storm for a little bit. And then, I mean, yeah. the feet, the feet thing, I mean, Tarantino, but not even just Tarantino. I'm sure I've seen feet in other movies as well, um, as yeah. a focus. But the point is like, I think the, the number, the sheer exposure to these things, I think yeah. people, um, one are either like had this latent feeling in their background and they, they are triggered it in their later life. Like, Oh my God, I actually like, I actually like watching Paul Giamatti get pissed on. Like I, yeah, I might like this yeah. as well. Um, What's not to like? Yeah. Well, right. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I think it's yeah. the thing. I think media exposure really helps people because if you didn't go to Pornhub or RedTube and look for somebody getting pissed on, you never saw it, but you had that gene or that inkling inside you, it might've taken seeing it on billions, an HBO show Maybe. to yeah. actually realize it to actually to actually yeah. have it come to your your consciousness so i think that's very possible that that normalization comes very much through what is um what comes in through our our media I think so. no you're totally right and um i we were talking about <clears throat> ass eating as well as as you just mentioned it there and i feel like that is something that's definitely become way more like everybody's like everybody eats ass now you know what i mean and i don't know if that means that people weren't doing it and now they are or if maybe people are only now just like not caring about how honest they are about it sure but um i feel like that's going to be like the fart gateway i really do feel like because everybody's cool with eating ass now so the next thing will probably be like what's wrong with like you're eating ass and then a little fart comes out you know what i mean like oh you accidentally pushed a little bit of air up there and it's going to come out you know so i feel like that's the next we're at, we're at like this renaissance right now and we're kind of, that's going to be the next thing. You know, we're going to smash the glass ceiling, Raj. <laughs> I hope, um, I hope so. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely feel like that's your, it's the media coverage a hundred percent. It's people seeing stuff like that with farts in media. It's always a comedy thing. It's always like a comedy gag, you know, but some of the most iconic fart stuff in movies and TV is still like, guaranteed somebody is jerking off to that right now you know like uh, blazing saddles you know where they're all around the campfire right eating beans or even like um adam sandler's click you know where he's like freeze of time and then farts in his boss's face absolutely you know it's like very dominating that's a more like more has a more kind of sexual tone to it, at least at least in my opinion but yeah. yeah totally i think it's all about the media and there there will i feel like there will be a day when it's like oh he's into farts it's like whatever you know at least it's not shit you know that's that's i think that's <laughs> right. how some people feel about it uh, yeah unfortunately you know? unfortunately that is the yeah at least it's not this but but yes i i yeah. do agree that that will most likely yeah. be the mainstream perception yeah yeah but you know we're the enlightened ones here raj we can 
you know, we're just waiting. We, we, the world's going to catch up to where we're at, you know, one day. <laughs> I hope. I hope so. Well, and, and you talked about getting into making content, but uh, I don't think you shared uh, what drew you to it. Why Why did you start making content? Oh, what made yeah. you want to, to explore that yeah. option? So um, totally. That's actually a really good question. Um, I started because when I say making content, I, I suppose now I, I am mostly referencing the stuff that I kind of post and advertise and sell. Um, but before I even started doing Twitter properly, um, I was obviously, like I mentioned, I was kind of speaking to people online, the occasional dating hookup, whatever, but it was quite like early on at that point. But so I was making a lot of, I was filming a lot of videos kind of to send to people, you know, in a, in a sexual way, trading videos, they would send me stuff. I would send them stuff. I would be, you know speaking to a lot of people who don't actually like film themselves farting so uh, we've talked about it before um our friend of the pod dill jam stinky dj sure um has mentioned it uh, about there's like farters and sniffers and um there's people who make things and people who just take things and and whatnot but um so i was doing a lot of that uh <clears throat> and then COVID happened um so suddenly no one's allowed to kind of hang out no one's allowed to hook up you know and i i was living with my family who are who were vulnerable so i kind of i couldn't really take the risk of you know breaking the the covid kind of guidelines and so i had to stay isolated with everybody else um so then i was so i was kind of on the edge of this like incorporating this thing into my sex life and i tried it a few times and it was really good and i was talking to people online um and having a lot of fun and then COVID happened i'm like crap so i actually can't meet up with people anymore i can't do that so um i think after a few months uh, i can't i stopped i stopped kind of um talking to people online sexually i think because i was like i'm not going to be able to meet up with them because it's COVID. so i was like i'd rather just not do that you know, at all but i kind of got to a point where i think i just kind of had like a need I was like, oh, I just really want to, you know, I was really missing it. I think it was well into the first lockdown. Uh, and also, <clears throat> I just finished my university degree. Um, and the the place I was working, um, just kind of the, the job kind of, we all got sent home, you know. Um, so then I was um, on really low pay. I was on low money. Um, so there was like a motivation, a financial motivation as well um, to to actually make and sell content um but i wasn't sure if because i didn't want to just start like come out of nowhere and be like hey guys buy my stuff because i just felt like that's that's not really going to work so i started gathering a lot of the clips that i had filmed and recorded and sent to people and i thought um th this is a thing as well um i've really had to learn quite a lot about how to market myself and kind of how that works like you've got a brand, you've got like a unique selling point, you've got a thing that people come to you to to, to buy. Um, I had to really spend a lot of time to work out. So what is that thing? Like, what's that thing that I'm, why would anybody buy my stuff if um, there's so much free content out there? And as someone who's been like lurking and consuming fart content and fart porn for years, you kind of know like there's a lot of free stuff and there's a lot of really high quality stuff as well. Mm -hmm. Um, so I kind of went into the start of it, like 
so I started sort of cutting together a lot of the the videos that I that I had into kind of larger compilations of maybe like four or five minutes each. And I was like, look, if I'm going to do this, I want people to really get like a good sense of the kind of the kind of content that they would be buying for me if the, if 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 they wanted to buy it, you know. So I would um I, I was posting a lot of things for free um when I started out on Twitter, mostly just to like build up like an initial like is this even something that people are actually interested in do they even really want like my stuff because i i mean i obviously were speaking to people that i was hooking up with who were into that and they they were like yeah your farts are hot blah 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 but i was like they just they kind of want to they want to fuck me so like they're biased you know what i mean i'm not it's not like a you know it's not like a what what is that where it's an impartial opinion is i think that's the word um so That's kind of where I started with that. And there was like a financial motivation in my mind, but it wasn't something that I was like, this is definitely going to happen. I'm definitely going to be able to sell stuff. I think I just came into it with like, this is just hot stuff that I I would want to see. Um, and so, I, so, so it was mostly just for fun and like getting my kind of stuff out there so people could see it and kind of know like, this is the kind of things that I do. You know, the, I hope you enjoy it. Hope you like it. So, I did that um, for a good long time, actually, before I even decided to make the decision to like maybe try and sell. You know, um, so um, yeah. Sorry, I, that was a really long-winded, long-winded answer. Not at all. No, no. I appreciate it. I appreciate the history of it because it really, it really gives us a sense of uh, yeah. of of who you are and, and and you know some of your motivations for for doing things, which I I really appreciate. I I really enjoy um, hearing about the the backstory of people. Uh, I know, and I feel like yeah. I'm still really new. I mean, I've only been doing it for a couple of years, and I still feel like I'm really new in the fart content space. There's like so many people that have been doing it way longer than me and are just way more successful. I'm I feel like I'm kind of making it up as I go. Um, but I've had to kind of like create these kind of rules for myself, kind of when starting out and sort of and how I started out is very different to how I kind of operate and conduct myself now. So um there's things that I've had to really kind of like reinforce in my in my mind to kind of make sure um that I'm not kind of getting sucked in too much um because it is at the end of the day i get i get sometimes some people pay me but it really is just something i do because i love it and it's fun um so my thing is like it's really important to me that my stuff's really high quality and it's really there's a lot of it you know i I want people to feel like they're getting like you know they're buying for their buck you know what i mean because anyone that chooses to spend their money their hard-earned money on my stuff is like you know, you're going to get a lot of farts per minute. Basically, that's like my goal. <laughs> sure. No, it makes sense. It makes sense. Well, that gives us a, a kind of taste. But what kind of content more specifically do you feel you make? Um. So I guess my thing is like, first of all, because I hear about this a lot. I, I do kind of do a lot of research, a lot of scientific research where I'm like looking at fart content and I'm really trying to, because that's another thing that's changed. Before I was a content creator, I would just be looking, consuming it in like purely sexual gratification. Like, oh, this is hot. Love this. Yeah. But now I'm also like looking at it with like almost like a business mind where I'm like, okay, so what are they doing? You know, is that something new? Is that something different? Is that something that I've done? Is that even something that I can do? You know, like for example, the farting wolf 
you had him recently on your on your on the pod mm-hmm. um and we all anyone who listens to this podcast probably knows who he is but there's specific things that only he can do um like he does this thing where he like inhales like a vape from his ass and then there's farts it back out and he's really good at like inhaling air which isn't it's not something that i can do so you kind of have to look there's some things that you like i i'm not able to do and i there's i can't do that um but I feel like I'm kind of representing a lot of the kind of plus size, like chubby, fat, like overweight, gassy guys. Because I don't, I feel like there definitely are other content creators like me who are plus size and do that. They don't always show their face. They don't always like speak on camera. So I think my thing is like being really transparent. You know, I'm like, my face is there. I'm speaking, trying to kind of be as authentic you know as i can like in a, when how authentic can you be when you're being filmed or when you're recording yourself but um so that's kind of what i try to do and um i try and like to show a lot of my body um at a lot of different angles you know even some angles that aren't necessarily flattering um uh, but it's kind of one of those things like i feel like i'm kind of representing the plus sized kind of farters out there you know that maybe are a bit shy um, there's a lot of us that are quite maybe shy and don't maybe don't want to sort of do as much on camera, um, show as much. So I think that's like one of the things that maybe I might be known for. I know I've cut all of my customers have told me that they're like, cause, cause I kind of do like a little bit of on the spot research. I'm like, Hey, like, where did you find me? Like, what do you like about my stuff? Is there anything in particular that you think I could be doing? So I'm always really open to feedback. I think that's like that kind of part of the the customer content creator relationship was really important to me. Um, and a lot of them are like, there's just people just aren't like, like looking, looking like you doing what you're doing. There's just not that many people doing that, you know, um, not to invalidate the wonderful people that are like me are doing it. Like there's so many amazing, like your plus size content creators, not even just, not just farts, but like doing all sorts of stuff. I think within the fart space, there's really not that many. So I think that's kind of what I, that's my unique selling point or so I'm told, you know, from the people that I speak to, you know, but who knows, they could just be telling me what I want to hear. I don't know. I mean, that's, that's something we all have to struggle with when we're in the creative field. It's like, uh, you know, is this, is this genuine or is this, you know, is this, yeah, people telling me what I want to hear, but I think, I think we just have to, you know, take it as authentic and until we know otherwise, um, just, just accept it that way. Cause I think it'll, it will, we can kill ourselves like getting all like bogged down into like people like, yeah. Oh, do, know, do they, like, do they actually trust? like me? Is this like, yeah. you know, do they like me? Do they really like me? Like right. Sally Field accepting the Oscar in yeah. like 19. I, yeah. They like me. They really like me. Yeah. You just kind of have to roll with it, you know? Um, but thankfully I've had mostly like very, very positive interactions with almost everybody. You know, there's been, it's been very positive. There's been very few within the fart um kink community that have been negative towards me so i just feel like i'm just feel very lucky you know like the people that i speak to not even the people who buy my stuff but just like the people i've been interacting with are just all really great so it's like sunshine and rainbows all around 
That's great. And it seems like it's, I, I do feel like the people that are truly in the community, uh, tend to be some, some really great people. I haven't, I haven't thankfully run into many bad people. And if they were, I feel like they're more trolls outside of the community. Um, or just like people, people coming in just for a LARF rather than people who are actually, um, yeah, uh, un sure. unpleasant within the community. I, I haven't had the, had the misfortune of, of meeting anyone like that, thankfully. So, yeah. um, so okay. I feel good about that. I feel good about our community in that way. Yeah, me too, Raj. I feel very hopeful about um, the state of the, the community as it is. We've got work to do, but I think there's some really good, really good bones. There's really there's some really good people, um, you know, so it, it makes me feel hopeful. For sure. One thing that that stuck with me that I maybe I'm maybe I'm stuck on it for the wrong reason. But you, when you said you sometimes film unflattering angles, that makes me think like sometimes you're you're often in it to like create something <laughs> more creative and something that's more like uh, empowered to the piece rather than your own like <laughs> sense of ego or sense of like self. Is that is that a case? Like, uh -huh. you, do you find yourself to be like a creative or like have an artistic vision in terms of the content you're creating? Yeah, I would say I would say I do. Um, I definitely feel really like passionate about the content and listen you could if you really boil it down what is it like just me like pumping air up my ass and farting on a camera for you know like 10 minutes or sometimes it's me like i've eaten something really gassy or i've just swallowed burps and i'm the farts are happening you know but i do really feel like i make a real effort to create and make something that i'm proud of that i love and um you know it, like it's not the sistine chapel you know or citizen Kane. it's not like this really you know groundbreaking art that i'm making but i try to really like come up with variety and because there's there's people that kind of just do the same things over and over and over and it is hot but it gets a little bit boring you know so i try and come up with scenarios not necessarily role play but um like for example there's a few different types of videos that I actually make. Um, some videos are really explicit and it's like me naked, you know, showing a lot of my body, farting, uh, being really verbal. And then there's other things that I make, which are more like I'm fully clothed and it's just like me lounging, playing video games or something. And it's really relaxed. And I like to kind of mix mix up the vibe sometimes. Um, and I think that's something that I because I, I don't have that many videos i've been making content for a couple maybe like nearly two years now which is kind of crazy um, but i only ever make something when i want to when i'm in the mood to do it i don't if if i'm ever thinking oh god like i have to make a video like i just don't do it because it's never i've done that a couple of times and the videos i just never happy with it it's never good there's something maybe just lacking or something wrong with it so and i and i, and I don't even like I wouldn't even like to sell it. I feel like it's important to me. If I'm selling something, I have to really, really care about it, really love it. So I don't have that many videos for the amount of time that I've been making content. And it's for that reason, you know, I kind of have a really strict rule with myself that like, if I'm not feeling the vibe, I'm not going to just do it for the sake of it, you know? Um, so that's sometimes it kind of doesn't get me in trouble, but some people are like, where's your videos? Like we, you know, give us more videos. I'm like, guys, I'm just not really, I just don't have any more right now, you know? Um, so yeah, it's, it's, I definitely feel like I'm a creative person when it comes to it. And I'm always trying to new things, trying new angles. Um, I've even got like some stuff where I'm like outside and like 
kind of public play, like in my back garden, but there's other people around me, like in other gardens, which I've filmed. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so it's the, so I, I try like to mix it up and give variety. I think that's really important to me. Um, and I think people sense that, you know, I think like we were talking about it earlier, like when somebody is having fun with the thing that they're making or they enjoy it or they care about it, like you can kind of tell. And I think that's like one of the reasons why I get quite a lot of engagement. I feel like on my stuff, you know, um, for like the, the small following that I have, um, which at the moment, I think it's like two and a half, 2,200 and something followers, which like blows my mind. You think about how many people that is like, that's crazy. Absolutely. Absolutely. When you said something that that is really kind of the two sides of the um, adult content coin is like, there's something to be said about, uh, you know, uh, the simplicity of like setting up a camera, doing the same angle, uh, doing one angle, all this stuff. And I, I don't I like I don't enjoy that um, in the content I watch, but I, I don't uh, I don't say that to like diminish uh, the hard work, or even even to even if someone's like, oh, it's not hard work. It's like, well, the reason people make content that quickly is because the need is insatiable, or the want, I guess, would be yeah. a better word. Yeah, is the is the desire for it is insatiable that people want to consume a new video every day. And it, you know, if that's your business too, it makes sense. Like I, I, there's a couple of clips for sale channels I follow that uh, release content every day. Um, and it's pretty simplistic cause they are doing it every day, but you know, you appreciate the, the hustle and I'm sure there are fans who appreciate the constant stream of content. Oh, yeah. Um, but the 100%. other side of it, yeah, but the other side of it I'd say is the, um, is the side I kind of want to be on the side. I, you know, why I'm, I'm kind of getting more into the idea of trying to make content again, if I can find a, a model or a partner or what have you yeah. is the, is the more artistic exploration of like mm. make, you know, I have a filmmaking background, so I like to like, you know, maybe do it with a free camera, do it with a, you know, something, you know, uh, have a, have a model, a sub and just a cameraman working separately. So it's, uh, a little more flowy or just, even if it's not that just change up the angle all the time. When I was making content with my, uh, ex, um, part of it is to change an angle, to make a cut, to seem more seamless, but it's also, um, to make it more visually interesting. It's like, oh, you have this angle. That's really, you got a close up, but you also got this. So you get a little more reaction. I really enjoy, the variety and that sense of, of immersion. It's the same thing when you watch a film, if you know, old films like John Ford movies, uh, they used to, they used to do that where they just have a wide and it just on, on a tripod and you're just shooting this, this action playing out for, you know, two, three minutes, five minutes, uh, in a wide shot. We're not seeing reactions. We're not seeing all this stuff. And there's something to be said about that era of cinema. Um, it certainly powered the cinema we have today, but, um, I think there's much more impactful in like seeing the reactions, seeing the, seeing the reaction of like, if it's a Dom, if it's a Dom content, seeing the reaction of the farter, you know, trying to get the reaction of someone being sat on, you know, all this stuff, the angles make it more dynamic and more interesting and more, um, immersive. Yeah. So that's, that's I what I try to go important. for. Yeah, definitely. Honestly, what everything you just said, I think we just need more stuff like that. Like more. Listen, I'm down for all, more of everything. Like more amateur stuff, more professional stuff. More if everyone's they ethically treated and and it's all consensual and it's you know really 
I'm totally down for that. And I think, you know, what you were saying about the angles and the lighting, like that is that really resonates with me as well. It's it's really important, I think, when you're making stuff, um, to give that extra because that extra that is like the extra sort of special sauce that turns it, in my opinion, from content into like a little piece of art that you really loved and cared about. So, you know, totally. But I mean, I respect the hustle. I see if every there's people out there that are doing this every day, all day, every day, making content. Like, I I respect it because I could never do it. Um, that's actually one of the reasons I don't use the OnlyFans platform because I kind of... I don't know. I first of all, I did try to get into OnlyFans briefly when I first started out, but um you have to get verified. You have to show them a picture of your passport and show them like a picture of your social media. So I the only social media I had was like the I, I have personal social media, but I wasn't getting that involved in, in OnlyFans. So I was showing them a link to my Twitter account. So I there's some like there was some per unpaid OnlyFans intern like having to look through videos of my parts <laughs> then, like look at my passport and be like no we're not letting this guy on here so um i tried a few times to get verified but i just thought it i would feel so much pressure if i had this monthly sub that i had to admit, justify and maintain and i feel like it's like a almost a little bit exploitative of the people that buy your content like i'd much rather film something and then if they want to buy it, they buy it and it's theirs. You know, they can ha watch it as many times as they want and they have like a link to it, you know, and, um, you know, I, I just, for that, it works better for me. I think it would take the joy out of it for me if I personally had to just really pump out the content. Um, and I, it's interesting because I was actually listening to, you did an episode with, was it Ruby, Ruby Farts, mm -hmm. Ruby Red Ruby yeah. Farts. And he seemed like such a lovely, lovely lady. Um, I loved that episode. But there's a bit where she talks about how some people might not realize it, but she's filming like a video and it takes several days to film because of just the pure like what your body has to go through to like produce farts or if you're making your body produce farts. And it's just one of those things where it can take like a lot of effort and a lot of time and sometimes physically can like feel uncomfortable and you can kind of put your body through, you know, the, you know, um, physical discomfort. If if you were if you know, which I totally when I heard that I was like, girl, I totally get it. Like I, I the stuff that I make, if I was doing that every day, oh my gosh, I would probably I probably would like damage myself somehow, you know? Absolutely. Um, so I, I totally get that. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. Something you you touched on uh a little bit was the your enjoyment of of farting and inflation, but uh the kind of feeling of odds in the in the communities um speci specifically that uh that uh some inflation fans are, are not right into farting at all you even said some are like no we're definitely not i'm not filming that uh maybe i'm not yeah. releasing it as outtakes or whatever um yeah. you know uh, do you have any more of these no uh, differences you've noticed in the two communities and do you have theories about why the why the differences uh exist yeah, sure. So, I mean, it's definitely as as somebody who's um personally into both of those things. Um, and I and I do, I have some content that I've made which is just purely one side, purely the other. I've recently started like blending, mixing the streams. You know, where like I'll film like a video of me like farting for five, six, seven minutes. Uh, it, it it's it's actually filmed over the space of like an hour, maybe an hour or two hours, but I've like edited it down. 
Um, and I would used to, I used to just, cause I'd obviously have to like, there's, I mean, there's different things that I do to get gassy for a video, but you know, sometimes you just have to pump some air up your ass. You know what I mean? Like I can't every day, I can't just be like, you know, eating beans and, you know, stuff like that to make myself fart. And I think with like the, the type of farts that I like to produce and film, you know, pumping air is just easier. You know, it's not that I don't do other things, but, um, this is, this is funny. I was talking to Dill recently, um, Sneaky DJ. We actually had a really lovely conversation, but we were kind of both talking about like whenever we're making content, sometimes you just have to pump some air up your ass. You know, if you if you're like at a meetup or, you know, you're if your body's just not producing, and there's like people we call them pump shamers, where they're really like anti anti air pump, but it like kills it for them. They're like. Sometimes people even message me like, this isn't pumped, right? You're not pumping air up your ass, right? And I'll be honest and say, look, like I did, I do, you know. I mean, this video in particular isn't, but I do that sometimes. Um, so I just I just thought that was funny. Like there are definitely is like a there's like a group of people with even within the fart community that are like, no, like they're very anti kind of inflation stuff. Um but I, I did a poll recently, I think it was a few weeks ago, maybe a few months ago, where I was kind of feeling it out. And I got maybe like 200, I think maybe 200 votes. So like maybe like roughly 10% of the people that watch my stuff. Um, and it was like, do you want, like, how do you feel about me, including inflation in my videos as well as just the fart? And it was it was quite evenly split. It was only slightly more in favor of yes than no. Um. And I think it just comes down to, I think there's some people that really like farts, but they're not into like, they might not be into plus size people or bigger bodied people, but they're, they find farts hot. Um, so they're kind of like, they're not really that interested in my body. They just love like the sound that I'm making or like the volume of the fart, or maybe they're imagining the smell or whatever. And then there's people who are just not interested in that and they they don't like the inflation maybe they find the inflation thing i've spoken to a few people and some people are like look it's not my thing i'm just not really into it i don't like seeing somebody because it's maybe on it's kind of like maybe what you were saying earlier raj about you've seen you've seen film scenes where someone's like inflating and it's uncomfortable to watch you're kind of a bit it's it's not comfortable for you and you're like oh maybe there's maybe they're in danger so there's a bit of that happening i think and then so those are the fart people and then there's um the inflation people that love that they love seeing like people's bodies expand and swell up and get really huge but they hate the uh, the the after effects of it. it like really turns them off probably because i think some people really link like farting and uh, to shit they're kind of like really it's really gross and disturbing for them so i mean they know that like you're pumping air into your body cavities there's going to be farts but they'd rather just not hear about it they don't want to know about it and there's some people that produce that type of content. I don't know how they do it, but they don't let out one single burp or fart or anything. And it's like, I don't know how they do it. Like, it's nuts, you know? Um, so I, it definitely comes down to just what people are into and what they like. Um, but there does seem to be a slight majority for the people that like my stuff where they're either okay with it being there, it doesn't get them off, but they're okay with it. Or they're actually super into it. Um, I was kind of talking to one of my uh, customers who buys my stuff, and, and I call them my customers, but they are kind of they're just like my friends because I don't I've never met them in real life. But we there's some people that buy my stuff, and I like talk to them 
most days we talk about our lives we talk about kind of like everything that's going on so i feel like some people that i don't even like calling them customers because they're just like mates you know but i was talking to one and he said i was asking him about this like kind of what's your take on it because he's into both as well and he was said to me he was like there's inflators who don't know how to fart and then there's farters who don't know how to inflate or don't like to inflate but you're in the middle where you are an inflator that knows how to fart and you're a farter that knows how to inflate so he kind of said that and i was like oh okay that kind of makes sense um you know but like i said for me it's like bacon and eggs you know tomato and cheese um i can't think of any other like famous they're all food related i can't think of any other peanut like, butter viewers. and jelly sure yeah no yeah. it, it yeah. i mean that was also food related but but yeah it, it was yeah it does it Starsky does make sense though starsky and hutch yeah. that's true it does make sense that uh you know i was thinking of all the and and kind of like i imagine i can't speak for anyone and i don't want to but like i imagine a lot of inflation like awakenings come from like cartoons where you see a, a cartoon character inflated but there's always the inevitable deflation which is never i mean it's never uh, sometimes is is farting or a fart sound like a balloon but that's yeah. that, that was actually the other thing i had it's like the balloon is like the fundamental inflation object in which when you blow it up it does produce a, a fart more or less, depending yeah. on, I guess, how you squeeze yeah. it. But it's either airy or more bassy. But either way, it is essentially doing that action. But again, this is not to tell people like they, they're wrong yeah. or they should do it in a certain way. But uh, but it's interesting. It is interesting that inflation and farting do seem to go together like a perfect pairing. Um, and yet it there is this do, separation. Right? Definitely. And I just see what you were just talking there. I kind of just had a thought that me and listen, again, I don't want to speak for anybody. I like, like you say, um, I just think that I think one of the reasons that inf people who are really into the inflation hardcore, but they don't like farts or gas at all. I think one of the reasons they're really against it is because it kind of like interrupts the fantasy of it. Ah, yeah. Because like in those cartoons and stuff, there's this kind of extreme body transformation that's happening in, in front of their eyes. And, and there's some people who, when they do make that content, like it is literally an extreme body transformation and you can see them, their body just totally change. And it's amazing. I think kind of letting go of that little bit of that little burp or that little fart, it just totally interrupts the fantasy. And they're like, they're kind of almost you know because i think there's a lot of like animated stuff too there's a lot of you know really really good sort of hot stuff on twitter as well um furry related and i think there's like furry and inflation seem to go well together really well but there's also like non-furry stuff too i think a lot of those people are into um into the, the art too so um the kind of um sort of the burps and the farts of it all are, are really like taking them out of that but i mean i think that really is only a really specific section because i know there's people that are into it and love burps and farts or they're you know it's even when they're making art about it they're kind of they're putting them in there as well so um it's just one of those it's a really specific faction i think um but to each their own everyone's got their own thing that they're into and you know uh i think as long as we're not rude about it as long as we're not like dicks to each other about it you know um i think if you know because i've i have seen some videos where somebody um, one or two maybe comments someone was like oh like why are you like you know like they're letting out farts and burps like less of that please and you're like 
they're literally pumping air up their ass. Like, that's going to happen, you know. To expect them to not do that at least once or twice is, I don't know, but crazy to me. But it's the minority. It's very much a minority. I've really not seen that level of kind of fuckery um, to any significant um, degree. It's it's very, very minor. Most people are either, if they're not into burps or farts, they don't say anything at all. Or they make comments on it like, oh, that was hot, like that, you know. So nice yeah and it makes sense the 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 breaking the not not to justify it but the breaking the fantasy does have a it it does make the most uh makes most sense maybe that's bullshit maybe it's not the case but that's just for my kind of observing it you know certainly certainly yeah certainly a valid uh uh thought uh you you talked a, a bit about your uh your your being plus size man in the content space uh, do you feel like there's a, a stigma around plus size men and maybe especially content creators? Uh, and what do you think is like, or or do you think there's a typical um, body type that's seen in the, in the male fart content space? Yeah. So there's kind of two different kind of parts to this. I think the first part is just content creation in general outside of like fart kink. And then there's kind of specifically within, um, I would say I have gotten, because uh, there's there was a, a brief period where I was on other platforms like Reddit or I even started on like TikTok doing stuff for a while but I was like it was really brief and I was like this is for kids like I'm not really I was still kind of figuring out where am I going to do this stuff and it was very tame it was very tame on, on TikTok there was no nudity um but it was just like I would get comments from people sometimes like, what the fuck are you doing? Like you're, you've met 30 years old, overweight, like kill yourself, loser, like stuff like that. And that was very minor, like minority. There wasn't a lot of that, but there was And people, the people who were leaving comments like that did seem to zero in on my size, like as a person. Um, I would say, um, in the content space outside of farts, there have been a few people that have been like, I just don't really, I'm just not really into that. Don't want to see that. Can you put that away, please? When they were like referring to like my belly or uh, my man boobs or, you know, like just my, my ass, you know, what I mean? it's, I'm just generally like a bigger person. So I have more, more weight. Um, so I do think there is a little bit of sometimes like disgust and stigma but i do think that that has there has been a huge cultural shift especially in the last couple of years um people who are like bigger body are definitely getting a lot more acceptance in the porn kind of content world it's not you know where i'd like it to be i can and again i'm only really speaking for in the the man side of things i don't really feel like i can't really i think in, in the lady kind of space or the female presenting space there's maybe a little bit more accepting because there's like bbws and you know, that's always been like a thing, um, I think, for a long time. So I think when it comes to men, I don't know if there's a lot of like heterosexual porn that's, that's successful with a lot of con- engagement with a plus size man involved. I don't think so. I don't really think there's a lot of that. Um, and when it comes to um, the fart thing, I think when you look at the most successful creators that there are, they do tend to be slim or athletic white guys with the most engagement those are the people that tend to have the most engagement um so i do think at the tippy top and kind of as you get to the middle there is like a lack of diversity in body types and maybe like i mean there's a lot of super hot um creators of color um loads i, I follow quite a few of them um but uh it's just one of those things that i think when you there's there does seem to be like a a disadvantage or a, a, the the success is kind of skewed 
towards people who are more kind of athletic uh, or slim. Uh, and again, 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 you know, in in the kind of the content that I make, people telling me that there's not really a lot of plus size people. Um, I think that kind of lends itself to that as well. Like there's just a lack, kind of a lack thereof. Um, not to say there isn't, you know, people doing it. There certainly are. Um, there's lots of hot people. I think um, maybe they're just not um, getting a lot of engagement or they're not kind of um, specifically marketing their, themselves. They're just kind of like posting stuff for fun. And it's not like super, super important to them to to get any kind of um, to advertise, you know, in that way. They're just kind of like, here's me, you know, I'm just doing my thing, being big and fat and sexy, you know. Um, but yeah, I definitely, I think in terms of solo content, there's not a lot of, um, not loads. I think when it comes to, um, not, not just solo content, but, um, content where there's more than one person. So two people, there's like even less, there's even less kind of, um, bigger bodied plus size people, um, you know, kind of making content, but there's definitely like a few, like I say, really, really hot people, but maybe I'm, maybe I'm ignorant. Maybe I just haven't seen you know, but I just, that's just kind of the vibe that I'm getting. I'm still quite new into this kind of space myself. So I feel like I'm, I am kind of still getting the lay of the land, so to speak, if that makes sense. Absolutely. Absolutely. One question that came to mind, uh, I surprised I didn't thought, I haven't thought of it uh, to this point is, do do you find your content appeals to uh, people across the gender spectrum or, or do you feel like it has a very specific audience? I would say the majority of the people that watch my stuff are guys or, sure. or male presenting people, you know, like cis, cis men, trans men. Yeah. Um, I will say I definitely have had, I've got recently as well, a lot of, I, I'm assuming they're female or female presenting. I mean, they're, they're, they're following me and they have a picture of a woman and they have a female looking name, you know, so they could be bots, who knows, but I've had like a lot of females following me. And I have to say as well, I am absolutely cool with anybody enjoying my stuff. If you're male, female, non-binary, like I, I, I just, I think I just love anyone kind of like getting off. So I feel like I'm, my mission on this earth is to like get people to, you know, orgasm to my, um, my bodily function. So that's, and I don't care who you are, you know, um, I did, there's this, I did notice a little bit when I first started out, there was a little bit of in specifically within the gay fart kind of porn circles i remember seeing some accounts that be like if you're a woman don't comment on my page don't follow me mm. don't even don't comment on anything and i find that so so bizarre and i remember um there was this female um i think she was also a content creator as well um and she messaged me she said hey i love your stuff and i said hey, i think your stuff's great too and she was actually surprised that i was speaking to her she's like I, I mean, I'm just not used to people replying to me. I was like, why? Why would I not reply to you? She goes, well, you're a guy and you have a following. And a lot of the guys I've been, she actually said, I've been told message directly by people saying, don't you dare like comment on my stuff. Like, I'm not going to reply to you. I don't want you watching any of my content, which is crazy to me. Oh yeah. So, so not. Yeah. I so I always kind of make a point of it. Like I always like, I think we need more kind of reaching out to, the females in the community because i think the gay male is very insular it's very like kind of closed off um i've always got time for the ladies on my page you know i kind of see it as like other women especially in like the fart content um world as like a safe space for me 
um, because I mean I'm not attracted to women, so it's very platonic, um, and the conversations are always so nice. Um, I'll even like I'll even just send them stuff. I'll be like, look, here's a video that I if you want, like if you want a video of mine, anyone that you want, I'll give it to you for free because. I just think we need to support the girls. Um, and I've had just some really lovely conversations with um, some really, really good female content creators who are like working really hard and, and making really good stuff. Um, and had some, been able to share and trade content and like just give them, you know, like a bit of, I don't know. It's just nice. I think, I think it's just really nice. And it's made me feel really, really good to kind of talk to other female content creators and even like, um, ladies who don't make content, but they just like my stuff, you know. Um, but I think, but specifically with the content creators, I think it's really cool to kind of give each other a boost. And you know, like I'll always like retweet stuff or share things, or you know, I kind of I think of them as like my coworkers. Kind of, it's like we're all working in the same gassy office. Sure. That sort of way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I love that. I love that uh, that feeling because I definitely, I definitely. Uh... Uh, aspire to that in in my in my film work and you know other other places as well. Uh, it's definitely good to have that kind of rapport with your your colleagues or or at least feel that way, even if it's not maybe that way in a physical sense. Like having an actual uh, water cooler to all talk around. Uh, it's a virtual water cooler. It's a Telegram group or something. Totally, um, yeah. I think I think that would be a cool thing to like create. Like the next thing would be obviously because the, you know, the podcast is all about humanizing and talking about like the people behind you know the kink but i think it'd be cool to have like a platonic space that's literally not it's not for advertising it's not for you know anything it's really just like hang out and talk like you know support the girls um but yeah honestly it's it just it feels feels good and i think we just need more of that i think just you know just I, reach out to the, the ladies I, I agree and when i was thinking here's the thing is it's like you know the 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 heterosexual side has the the male problem of like you know there's no uh, if there's no like females in the community um, there's really nothing going on and then you know female female fart fans uh, may also not want to be uh, be farters they might not want to be you know providers in that way not want to be essentially content creators which is uh, tends to be most of the uh, the females on the uh, on the on the heterosexual side. Um, but, uh, but my point of bringing that up at all was like, where else would, um, uh, female fart fans find content for Cause it's certainly not going to most likely be from, uh, heterosexual fart fetishists that are, you know, cause yeah. they, they don't have a lot of reason to record their farts. Um, maybe, um, maybe they should be, I'm not sure, but maybe that's something to talk yeah. about and explore in the future. But, um, it's it's interesting because I know I do know some have you know in in Reddit uh, threads or what have you you see people like hey if you're a, if you're a female fart fetishist uh, I'm also a fart fetishist but I'm willing to fart so I'm glad to see that kind of uh, fair play is 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 going about and I think it's it's good that that's happening because I think it can be very very. Uh, uh, you know, otherwise it's just commodified. It's it's really just really wholly commodified on the on the heterosexual side. So it's nice to well, it's nice to have something. It's nice to feel like maybe something is changing on the on the heterosexual side to find some uh, some greater sense of community. I think so, and I think it just starts with like being really vocal and open about 
like I, I, I tweeted once and I said, like, ladies, this page is a safe space for you. Don't ever feel like you can't interact with me just because I'm a gay man that's attracted to male presenting people. Like, you know, and I, and I say, and like when I'm speaking to them as well, like, message me, feel free to message me, hang out, you know, we'll talk. And, um, you know, it's always like it's always really positive. And I know that the people that I was speaking to specifically definitely were very open and honest about they were into it themselves. I know there's like a real problem with some people that are making this making making content but not necessarily into it, you know, and the, and then there's that. And again, you know, if you're not into it, it's complicated. That's probably like for another episode. <laughs> It's a really like big can of worms to open up there, but right. um, at the end of the day, I feel like as long as you're not hurting and exploiting anybody, you should you should be able to do you know what you want to do. But it it can erode like the sense of community. I think if people are purely in it for financial reasons and there's no like affection there, you know, like you don't have to like talk to everybody, respond to every message, but just like have a good energy, like have a good vibe, and you know, don't be a dickhead, you know. Um, but it's just one of those things. It's it's definitely it's so different the the heterosexual side of it compared to the the gay side. Um, I even recently there was like a heterosexual uh, man, not a woman, that was like making stuff, and I don't even know if he wasn't if he was into it. I was talking to him and I just I didn't get that vibe, but you know he seemed really like keen to make content, so I thought well, why not? Nice, nice. Well, that seems like kind of the. Um... It's good that he was keen. Like, I mean, the the mentality of the not people not into it, that's the can of worms you're talking about of like the alpha jock bros and other things like that. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. He didn't seem like that. He didn't seem like one of those really like, I guess it's very antagonistic. I don't know. But some people really like that. You know what I mean? I've even had meetups with people where they wanted me to be that. And I just, it just wasn't something that I could really pull off. I just wasn't comfortable with it, you know? um but he didn't he didn't seem like that so uh, but yeah it's just one of those things it's i think as long as you're if you're authentic as you could be even whenever you're doing something that maybe you don't get gratification from sexually yourself i think if you can find something that you enjoy about it that will come through you know that that will shine through and that'll become apparent to other people who might consume your content that's how i feel yeah that's a great that's a great takeaway from that and you you clearly talked about uh this aspect which is like you clearly use content creator you have your your content creation clearly is a is a way to uh or can be a way to have real conversations with people within the fetish yeah. um and would you say mm. you've even made lasting friendships through that and do you have anything more to talk about in that area about like connecting with people through content no definitely i mean i would say um, I think just the kind of person that I am, um, I just, I just love a chat. Are you, are you noticed Raj? I mean, I've, I've talked your ear off this whole episode. Oh, not at all. Um, yeah. <laughs> and it's, I just, I'm really just not trying to put any more like negativity that's already in the world. I'm not trying to add to that. Um, and I just, I'm a people person. And I do just generally enjoy talking to people. And I, I would, I definitely use my um, content as a way to connect with people who share similar interests to me, or even just to find out about people that are different to me in a lot of ways. Um, like I have this one guy that buys my stuff and he's not, 
he he's like because i because i just assume that people are like getting sexual gratification from the watching my stuff and he was like no i don't i don't jerk off i, I just watch i just think your stuff's really funny and i'm like really like you're not and, and i i loved it i was like this is awesome you know that you're you know because some of my stuff is like really quite sexual raj it's quite explicit you know if anyone that's seen my stuff some of my at, at least is like explicit and sexual as naked male body can be you know in that sort of context um and you know so that was i always love just learning about people and, and i found that particularly interesting he was like yeah it, I, I get no sexual gratification from it it's just funny to me and he's like what, what's your next video i'm like you do realize that it's me like in, in a bathtub like being naked and you know like farting uh, a lot and he's like yeah no that's fine so i like to give people if they make it clear to me that they're not <laughs> into it sexually i'm like okay so trigger warning like you're gonna see my naked body are you okay with that um and they're usually and they usually are and they usually appreciate the heads up as well sure um but yeah definitely i have met some really lovely people um oh my gosh i had recently had like a meet up with somebody in london um who i met through um just through making content he was just somebody that messaged me and, and wanted to buy some of my stuff and we just ended up hitting a having a really great conversation for a couple of weeks and then we got to meet up in real life and we had like the best time even like outside of like the things we wanted to do like in the bedroom you know we we just we just hung out and talked all, i think we were like talking for like 10 hours straight <laughs> um you know and so it was really i would say it's genuinely the people that I've met and the reason I keep doing this is because they, I genuinely feel like my life has been enriched by meeting these people and talking to them and, and, and listening to their, your stories. You know, there's like so many people that I talk to all the time now that, you know, I, I consider them my friends and we have really lovely conversations and yeah, it's like genuinely just really wholesome and nice. Um, I feel like I can't, there's too many people for me to even name, you know, or yeah, I just, but I just, yeah definitely feel like the love and the connection and um it's it's been nice like to have this total avenue of social social interaction like outside of real life like friends family you know work um it's been really cool to have this whole other um avenue of like to, uh, ability to speak to different people and obviously like speaking speaking to you as well raj like meeting you and having this opportunity as well. It's one of those things. It's like, this wouldn't happen if I wasn't doing what I'm doing. So, you know, I feel, I feel very lucky and I feel very grateful. I'm, I'm glad. I mean, I'm happy to be speaking to you as well. Cause I, I too enjoy the, uh, the, the connection aspect, the, the, just, just getting to know people and, and hearing their yeah. stories and finding out, uh, about them, uh, is really, is really special to me. Do you feel yeah. like, do you feel like you've, uh, run into um, it seems like you you don't even have parasocial connections to your content or do you do you and do you find any enjoyment or problems in that area it seems like you're almost connecting with people um, as many people as possible so do you even see a parasocial uh, connection to your your I, content persona yeah. as it were um, so I definitely would say that while I am a people person and I have some really like positive you know nourishing experiences it feels very like healing to like meet people and become friends it can be exhausting sometimes and i think there's something that you have to kind of work out whenever you decide to like commodify yourself and make money 
you know, by, by selling yourself kind of like, it's kind of like, um, you're, you're at Disneyland, but you're the ride, you know? <laughs> um, yeah. and you kind of have to like, you do have to please people in a way. And I am a veteran people pleaser. So that's something that I kind of struggle with, um, kind of when people aren't happy. Um, and I have to stop myself from getting too sucked in. Um, cause th- there'll be sometimes where people are like, you're not responding to me fast enough. You know, I want to buy stuff from you and you're not getting back to me right away. And you're not, and I have to remind people, you know, I'll give people maybe a couple of warnings and say, look, I, this is, you know, something I do for fun, but I have a full-time job. I have other things in my life to maintain. I have obligations that I need to kind of put time into. And, um, you know, sometimes I have to be quite firm with people and be like, and manage their expectations. And, um, you know, there are some times where, because you, you do have a fixed finite amount of energy and I've met so many great people, but I can't, every single person that I speak to, I can't give that same level of energy. And there are some times where, unfortunately, I have to, people are like, hey, how's your day? How are you going? Like, what's happening? And I have to kind of go, look, I'm not really looking to, I hope you don't mind. I'm not looking to maintain like a, this kind of relationship with you. I, you know, if there's anything you need from me, absolutely in terms of content, you want to buy something, you want to, you know, you have questions even, even if you're not wanting to buy things, but you won't have questions about that, that's fine. Um, totally happy there, but I'm, I'm not, I hope you understand. I'm, I'm going to kind of leave this chat where it is now and I'm not going to, I'm not going to keep it going every day, all day, you know, because some people do kind of get like attached. And I think that's a problem that I run into, I think, because I am so willing to give energy and time into social interactions with people. Um, I think sometimes people have expectations, which I have to have to set. I have to kind of uh, manage those and I have to kind of um, maybe um, break their expectations that they're having of me, you know. So they're def- it's, it's, I mean, I know I made it sound like it's all sunshine and rainbows, but there definitely is times where I have to maintain boundaries. Uh, and that was something that I struggled a lot at the start to do because I was so new at it. Um, and even before I started like selling my stuff, people would be like, "Send, give it, give, give stuff to me now." And I'd be like, "Oh, okay," because I really, I guess I wanted them to like me. So I'd be like, "Oh, okay. Um, is this okay? Here's like a five minute video." And he's like, "Yeah, get what else you got? Give me more, give me more." You know. So I had a bit of that. Like a mug. Like what is that? <laughs> yeah, like like just you know, just take it. Don't hurt me. You know, I'll give you everything. Um, you know um so i kind of have to really <laughs> i had to really kind of manage that and um, like i said i said earlier like the way i do things now is very different to when i started um and that's one example of that like you have to kind of uh, a mugging is actually a very good way to put it <laughs> it's a very no one gets hurt um physically it's i mean the way you emotional. put it it's basically like the only thing you didn't ask for is your wallet like like that was very <laughs> I interesting i know i know <laughs> It's um, one of the things I, I think you just have to be really, and I'd say to anybody that's like wanting to commodify themselves in this way and like um, your, your, your time essentially be, kind of becomes money, uh, you know, and you have to really be um, sometimes strict on how you're spending that currency, you know. That's precisely it. Yeah, like it makes a lot of sense uh, what you're saying. And it, it kind of leads right into my next question of like, you, you talked a lot uh, or you've shared some of the negative aspects of being a content creator, such as the, um, 
the the potential for body shaming, which uh, I believe you said you ran into, um, and the expectations people have. Um, but you also told me in in the messages we had uh, uh, before the interview uh, that you find uh, uh, fart content, making content uh, empowering for your self esteem yeah. and mental health. Um, yeah. Can you talk more about that? And like, what was it you felt like you were struggling with, and and how did making content help that? Yeah, totally. I can talk about this. So. Um, I think one of the ways that really, really helped me, um, was cause like I mentioned, um, I, my twenties were like a little bit rough in terms of like body confidence and like feeling good about myself and stuff like that. So I think it was a lot of it was to do with, um, the guys that I was kind of interacting with, maybe just picking the wrong people. Um, but the minute that I started like incorporating this into my sort of everyday sex life the people that i would be doing stuff with changed you know it, it was people that were you know into the into the kinks that i was into and um it really there was this like form it was very freeing first of all it was like just letting go of it was like a shame thing just letting go of that because like here's this other person that's just like me you know so i don't need to be like grossed out by it and then also just like feeling really validated in a way that I'd not felt before, like people being just really being so, so attracted to me <laughs> rather than me. Like it went from like, I felt like initially I was used to people, maybe not being people's like first choice, you know, just being like, a, oh, I guess we'll like, I guess we'll do stuff together, you know, because why not to like people being just very like, you know, very, very into me. And I, I'm used to being like more into them, you know, so that was very different. Um, and it's, you know, I guess it sounds kind of sad, like your, you know, mental health struggle can be fixed with like just people finding you sexy and attractive and like being nice to you and, you know, like doing things to, with you to your body that um, are you doing things to them. But I think it really kind of just jump started that like internal work that I needed to do, you know, inside myself um kind of seeing other people validate me and be like okay so no you're actually like the baddest thing walking in these streets um kind of made me kind of maybe believe it after a while you know and i and the things that i would hate about my body things i didn't like became things that i, I started to love because other people loved them too you know um so it kind of i started that like process um and then it, I think now where I'm at is like everybody has body issues, right? Body confidence. No one's feeling like 100% like a porn star all the time. But um, I think on the days where I'm not feeling like that, I just kind of remind myself of like that feeling. It, and, and maybe it's like a form of delusion where I kind of like, okay, today is the day that I'm not feeling like super hot. So I kind of put on this like, I just sort of, it's almost like putting on this mental psychological cloak where i'm like delusion mode activate i'm like you are hot as fuck and lots of people are into you and you have the literal proof of that every day if you want to so um i'm making myself sound like i'm the hottest thing on planet earth raj and I, it's not that's what i'm not trying to do that but i'm just trying to explain the kind of the process that my mind has gone through the last couple of years that makes um, sense. No, it makes a lot of sense. You know. I mean, I, I'm, I too am someone who uh, has struggled with uh, personal confidence, and I think yeah. it's, I think it's that, 
I think it's you you talked about it early on uh in the interview um or at least I I parsed it out is I feel like you started on the journey of self-acceptance um mm, and it may not yeah. have given you everything you needed to um yeah. uh you know to feel and start like you said that it, it kicks you said the new attention the newfound attention was what kickstarted the uh, the process yeah. for you, the, the, the self-improvement or the, the personal, maybe the mental self-improvement as it were, the, the self-image yeah. improvement. Um, yeah. but I, I really feel like it was most likely you, uh, you know, essentially getting, getting, I, I, this is me assuming, but I, you got tired of, of like not accepting yourself and that you started on yeah. that path to, to, um, you know, start like you said. You started making and sending videos uh, privately, um, and kind of reaching out in that aspect to people who are interested. Um, you know, kind of uh, beyond this uh, this uh, vanilla vanilla sex time you were having. Uh, I think I think it's very possible that yeah, it's just you know through accepting yourself, yeah. it you started to uh, gravitate towards and find the people that accept uh, accept you or accept ourselves in a more, in a more general sense. And, yeah. uh, and then it, and, and it, uh, snowballs from there. You know, we, we start to feel our worth cause our worth is now being validated and that, uh, further makes us feel like, Oh, well, you know, let's, let's keep improving. Let's, let's go after our goals that maybe we thought were, uh, impossible before when we didn't have the uh, the confidence, the acceptance and the validation. It's all about like reframing how you think about yourself in your mind. And also sometimes like how you look at yourself in the mirror. I don't know what it is. Like I, I just had a lot of self-loathing for my body in my twenties and I'm definitely fatter now than I was then. Um, but I look at my body now and I'm like, I actually kind of like, you know, you know, that, that crease there, that fold there, or your high look at this angle, you know what I mean? Like, it's stuff like that, you know, where you're, um, you kind of get that little bit of validation. But I think people can tell you all day how hot you are, but if you don't believe it, if you don't, like, internalize it in some way, you, you kind of have to do that inner work a little bit too, you know? Yeah. And I know, it, I know it sounds awfully shallow, um, but it, it really has, like, been part of that process for, for, of, like, integrating this part of my sexuality, which has always felt very outside and other, you know, and it's like part of that body acceptance has kind of brought in those other sort of aspects and, and sort of kinks as well. And uh, it's helped me feel like way more kind of active and present, you know, whenever I am in, in the bedroom with somebody and it gives me more things that I can do to like turn them on and arouse them and like arouse myself. So it's, it's kind of given me all these, all these, all these tools you know, that I didn't have before, you know? So that's what I was, I, I, about it, when I mentioned about it being empowering, I suppose that's what I was talking about, you know, in, in um, so many words. Um, but yeah, so that, that's, that's, that's what I meant whenever we were emailing each other. Sure. Gotcha. No, that makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. I, I appreciate the, uh, the explanation there and that. I do have a question for you, Raj, if you don't mind. I don't mean to uh, not at all. You, Please. But... I mean, I was going to just say we are coming uh, to the close yeah, of the questions over. I have, but I'm not, not a no time thing. It's just, I, this is, this is, yeah. you know, I always say this when it comes uh, down to the, the last few questions. Uh, but I was going to say like, is there anything uh, you wanted to add or ask or, or what have you? Yeah, please feel free. So I just in the vein of like, you know, how 
accepting and your, your own kind of kinks and proclivities and with or without farts you know i don't know how much you want to go into that but how, has that changed how you feel about yourself of like bringing because i'm sure there was probably a period of your life where you weren't really engaging in those things in a sexual way so there's like the raj before and the raj after so um like has have you experienced anything where you felt like a shift or a change in, in how you feel about yourself you know as like a as a person um, who can, you know, please other people or, you know, give affection or love. Have you, has that changed at all, sort of incorporating these your kinks into the bedroom? Interesting. Does that make sense? It absolutely makes sense. Sorry, I, sorry I took a long pause. It does well, absolutely okay. make sense. Um, what I, I do think incorporating them into me or, or another way to, you know, as I've said in this episode a couple times, is is self acceptance. The self acceptance I, I've I've uh, gained, you know, in in doing that, um, which does wasn't even, you know, honestly, it occurred uh, during this show. Actually, I think during the first season, uh, the first year, oh. um, I was, and not that I was not accepting, but I still wasn't like integrating um, the things. Uh, I was even talking about, you know, I, I was in a, in a therapy type session and I think mm. the way she was hearing me talk was like uh, very empowering towards the podcast, but not maybe towards myself and the way I was talking about yeah. myself. Yeah. Um, like an external source of achievement rather than something that is part of you and what you're doing. Precisely. And I think that changed. I think that was when I realized, oh, I do need to stop fearing that I'm not going to find someone who has this fetish and then, you know, mold myself around this idea yeah. of what I think someone uh, should be uh, if they're, if they're yeah. not having this fetish, but with, you know, people in a, you know, I guess, normative sense. Um, but th that was at that moment where I realized, Oh, I, I'm going to stop doing that. I'm going to fully embrace it. That's when I became a little more um, even more public about the podcast and, you know, saying it in the right, in the right context, not just all the time. Um, but it's part of my, you know, media creation repertoire of like, you know, I stream, yeah. I, I've done film stuff, I've done all this stuff. So it's definitely, I'm definitely proud of it in the same way. Um, you should be. As, as a media project. Absolutely. But it also has this connotation of a community project. Like I'm not super worried about the monetization of it. I'm more wanting to connect with the community and maybe improve the community if I have that power, if I have that ability yeah. at all. But really it's, it's to, it's to connect in the community and, 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 uh, I don't know, maybe be something. Cause I was, when I created it, it was, I was at the end of, I realized I'm also getting verbose now. Um, <laughs> when I created this, I was at the end of my creative rope. I was just like, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't, you know, nothing I'm making sketches, yeah. whatever they're not hitting. So maybe mm. this aspect that I've been hiding all this time, maybe that should be brought to the light. Maybe that's what I should yeah. do. And if you go yeah. back and listen to the first episodes, they're not, they're, they're me just ranting. There's they're, they're not interviews, which I think I has been a much better, uh, element. Yeah, go ahead. I didn't want to like sound like a, a dickhead. I remember listening to the first couple of episodes. And of course, they were great because it's like really novel and this has not been done before, you know. So, but I remember the tone you felt quite angry. Oh, sure. Um, yeah. um, but I was about to say, like, you sound so much, not even just us talking, but the, the episodes that have been coming out for a while, you just sound much lighter and much more um, jovial and 
you know, I don't know, just, I just, I can sense like the healing that's happening wherever, wherever it is. And I just, I just wanted to say that, like you, you sound much lighter. You sound, I don't know, just happier. Well, is that like fair thanks. to say? I think it is. I think it is. I appreciate that. And to actually tie it back to your, your, your true question or without that back, uh, without the, all that back, yeah. um, back knowledge. Um, yes, I do feel like, um, maybe I haven't been able to find partners to incorporate uh, the play into the bedroom with, but being mm. open about it um, has been uh, enlightening in its own way. It's been uh, uplifting in its own way uh, and yeah. has has made, um, you know, sexual encounters uh, actually, you know, to, to maybe be a little too crass, but have made sexual encounters actually feel like um, they are something I can... I can do because, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I I haven't had many sexual partners and with this yeah. fetish and, um, you know, I, I wasn't sure how that would ever work. And, and, you know, I kind of yeah. have a, uh, you know, I maybe, you know, maybe this is too much information, but like, I tend to be more of a, a pressure masturbation guy. So it does not really conducive yeah. to like, um, pumping type sex or like, uh, you know, uh, yeah. insertion intercourse or what, I don't know. I yeah. fall, yeah. not fit. I'm failing to find the right word, but, uh, <laughs> penetration, but, penetration. Thank you. Yes. Penetrative yeah, sex. Thank you. So, uh, but you know, find finding, uh, partners that, uh, can, um, uh, can maybe accommodate that or, or find a way to yeah. work around that uh, and explore and be willing to explore that. So, yeah, I think maybe I haven't been like, you know, now drowning in like fart play as it were, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. but I, it has absolutely accepting myself, the self-accepting self-acceptance. Why it's, that's why I kind of pitch it as so yeah. important is because, it's kind of everything. If you don't accept yourself, it, it kind of, it's what you said earlier. If you, people can tell you you're hot or great or whatever, or talented or anything all day. Uh, but if you don't feel it, if you don't believe it, if you think you're a fraud or what have you, then it doesn't really matter what external forces are coming in because you, you don't believe it. You don't, you think yeah. you're, you don't belong yeah. there or whatever. Um, and once you can get past that, once you can, uh, and, and self-acceptance also means flaws. Like, I don't mean to say like only accept yeah, the good things totally. and forget the bad things. Self-acceptance yeah. is all of it. We all have good and bad and self-acceptance is just learning like, oh man, I, I maybe do that and that's not great. But yeah. you know, I, I like that. You know, I kind of find someone who appreciates that kind of like, eh, you know, that's weird, but like, I like it, you know, it's, it's totally. a weird thing that I like and I have to accept that about myself. And yeah. then when I do, I think, you know, I don't, I don't know how much I believe in like auras or, or law of attraction or whatever. Maybe it's true. Maybe it's true. Maybe you're not, I'm not poo-pooing it, but like, I think when we accept ourselves, we radiate the energy that brings, totally. um, the people we, we need to meet the people we or should meet, uh, to us yeah. much more easily. It, it's, it's somehow known. Um, uh, maybe it's as simple as we talk about it. You know, it's as simple yeah. as, as something we share with people now because we accept it in ourselves. So yeah. Oh, that was really beautiful, Raj. I'm glad. I'm glad. That was I'm a glad. Beautiful answer. You you put that so well. I'm glad to hear it. You're very good at this, by the way. Oh, you are very good at this. This is like a talent. Um, have you done podcasts? Like, is this your first podcast? Kind of speaking to people this format. Like, you've not done this before. Is this your first kind of? This is my first interview like show. This? Yeah, absolutely. I have never yeah. really done like anything like this. I've only done acting. Like, I, I've I've acted in in stuff. I've done voiceover. Um, 
but I haven't done anything like, Hey, let me talk to yeah. people. I, I do really appreciate, uh, the, the, um, the cooperation I get with the guests too, of like, Hey, let, let me, uh, let's, can you tell me a little bit about what you want to talk about first? Let me craft some yeah. questions. That way I can actually feel like I'm, I'm prepared to, yeah. um, one, I'm prepared with a, with a, you know, a script as it were, questions as it were, but also that, that gives me the comfort to be a little more off the cuff and a little more like, yeah. oh, I didn't write this question, but now I had a thought because I was, I, I am prepared in other ways that I don't have to think about the foundation of the interview. I can worry more yeah. about the, uh, the, the nuances or things that I find interesting, um, which is maybe why I sometimes get into tangents. A bit of improv. Yes. And... A bit of improv. Yeah. A little less. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Precisely. You got it. You got it. Yeah. I was going to say like, your act, it sounds like your acting skills have really helped uh, transfer across at least somewhat to um, interviewing strangers about their personal, the personal minutiae. I their, guess so. of their daily lives. I suppose. I suppose yeah. so. I suppose so. And I, and I guess it's just a general curiosity because I really do um, enjoy hearing um, hearing about people. And and part of the reason why I think I started this podcast is I, I think there's a there's a selfish element too of like I, I want to figure out if I can find out more about my origins by listening to to other people's because yeah. I don't know exactly where how this fetish started for me. I have theories and then the domination aspect, even more mysterious, I'd say. So, um, list finding those things out is, uh, is intriguing to me. Um, not even just for myself though. I really enjoy it to, to learn about people and learn about their, their backstory and, and what makes them tick. Cause every story on this, this podcast has been unique and interesting, even if there's some similarities, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's been a very interesting exploration to, you know, go down people's histories and, and, and find out what, how the fetish is for them, how it's similar, how it's yeah. different. It's great. I think it's really important to have these conversations, first of all, because, um, I think there's, cause this is obviously a topic because we're, we've talked about lots of different things today. It's yeah. not just one specific thing, but you know, a lot of this stuff just is not talked about because a lot of people don't feel like they can speak to anyone about it. They don't feel like there's, I mean, I'm lucky enough to have friends and family that are very supportive and even just, not just people in my real life, people that I've met online um, that I can talk to and feel very comfortable talking to, but I'm sure there are so many people that don't have anybody or they had people and have been very like poorly treated because of like, you know, which is so lame, like treating somebody badly because of like, because they end of farts, like whatever. Yeah. Um, so I think for people who don't have anyone to speak to, it's really important to have something like this, like a podcast where people are just, because you're, you're just reminding that like there's a human behind the kink. And I think it's reminding people themselves, like there's a whole person under there, like behind the thing that you're, you know, the thing that you're into. And I think specifically for people who are really, really tortured by it and really, really like having a really bad time and feeling very alone because of like something just like, you know, what they like to do, you know, in their spare time when they're in the bedroom. Um, I think it's really important to have a podcast like this where they can just relate to it and just literally be like, look, here are all these people that are into the same thing that you're into and, you know, they're doing okay. They're doing fine. They're talking about it. And it's, you can do that too, you know, um, and it just, just it's just the humanizing of it all. I think is really, really important because there's just not enough of that, especially in like 
the, the sort of not even just like the fart world just like porn in general you know um i think people have a fascination with it but i don't think people spend enough time just talking about you know like the humanity behind it you know the hu- the human nature of it so i think it's just really important to have that you know and, and this is what you're doing which is really cool it's just really cool i like it yeah i'm glad i'm glad i'm glad because definitely i agree with you the the human element it's you know it's a little bit why i started streaming video games too not to get on a tangent but like i i started streaming video games as a bit of an extension of this because i didn't think like i'm gonna be a streamer i'm not even super yeah, interested yeah. in in chasing that that thing yeah. I, didn't, I didn't even do a react video to gta 6 despite how much i play gta <laughs> it's like i i don't really want to follow trends i don't want want to be a content creator in that way yeah. like i enjoy making yeah. content i enjoy making what i you know what i consider art i don't know if this podcast is art but i enjoy making it's, things it's that art. that have oh, I, I appreciate that i appreciate that well and that that kind of brings me to what do you think what do you think about the future of the fetish what do you think it's it's going to be like what do you hope it, yeah. be, it it is like um what and whether you're talking about just yourself or the or the fetish at large yeah so i mean first of all i think for there to be a future at all, you need things like this, like a podcast like this, where it has a really specific goal in mind and a really kind of specific angle that's new and fresh. Um, so that's number one. Um, I do feel like we're in this, a lot of people have said it, you know, we're in this kind of renaissance right now where I feel like it's never been as accepted as it currently is. And there's this huge kind of like, there's a lot of creators and there's a lot of new creators that are they're making things um you know which is really cool to see and some are monetized some aren't and there's some there's like there's definitely issues with like content theft and people stealing content but i think there's this real culture that i'm noticing i have personal experience where people are really supportive at least specifically with my kind of like the male um kind of fart community you know i can't really speak for the hetero stuff because i know that that's a whole mess over there but there seems to be like a culture that's being cultivated where people are supportive of each other. There, there's certain things that they're not going to stand for, you know? And um, I think we all just kind of have this like, you know, desire to treat each other as best we can. Cause I think we've all kind of been treated badly at one point or another. Um, so that's, that's really low. I think that's like evident, you know? And I think that's something that's really been developed over the last couple of years. I think I'm lucky enough to have come into it when I did, when when this kind of me started to happen. Not saying that I was was the start of it. You know what I mean? It's like I just I'm not. I've happened to be around during this time. Um. So that's nice. And I think the future. I think is just going to be. I like I said earlier. I think it's going to be eventually quite normalized and very like blasé almost. Like oh he's into this. Like whatever. You know, weed ass. You know we. You know we piss on each other we like feet we like you know, fart and burp like it's one of those things you know i think it's going to be like that who knows how long it's going to take but um i do think that i think eventually there probably will be some kind of like specific dating app platform for people like us or into these things i know there's a few ones that are not specifically for it but there's they have other kind of tags and things you can kind of include if you're into that but i think there probably will be eventually something like that um and who knows like i don't know if i'm going to be doing this like 10 years from now <laughs> um i don't i don't know but um i'm going to do it as you mean making as... content 
Yeah, I know, maybe. Um, or do you mean, do you, you don't uh, even know, you know, you won't even be in the fetish anymore. Like interested, you're saying. Oh, no, no, that's definitely not. I see, I see. In the saying. fetish for life, for sure. It's definitely gotcha, like gotcha. a lifetime thing. But in terms of content creation, I don't know if I'm going to be doing that for like another 10 years. You know, I mean, who knows? Who knows? Um, but yeah, I think the future is very positive and it's very bright. And I think it's really only going to get better from here, personally. Um, so that's That's my kind of... Miss America answer. That's um, great. To that no. no, that's great. I, I love that. <laughs> I love that starts, framing as well. Um, yeah. It I starts have... here though. Like, it starts kind of what you're doing is really like the start of it kind of, and pe- we will continue as we mean to go on that kind of thing, you know? Sorry to interrupt. No, not at all. Not at all. I know. I, I hope, I hope you're right. I hope it does. I hope it does start this, uh, this fire, this wave, even if, it, uh, you know, other podcasts that take another direction or same direction, I don't, I don't care. I'm not looking I, like I said, it's not about monetization. I'm not care about competition. If somebody has mm. an idea or other people, other sex of people they yeah. want to interview or whatever, whatever they want to do. Yeah. Like, I think we just, it's like you say, we just need more of everything yeah. in a way, whether it be like adult content. Um, if there's like not, if there's vanilla ways to take this content to people, like maybe movies or whatever, um, you know, all kinds of things. We, that's what we need, um, in creative ways that, that, you know, uh, work yeah. in creative ways that reach the audiences in the, in the right way with the tone that you're either, either want or like acceptable with. Like if you're, like hopefully you're not making a drama and then everybody finds it funny, you know, but, yeah. uh, but oh, yeah. maybe, maybe be open to that too, if it's possible, you know, if maybe yeah. people can accept it as a, as a comedy drama, um, like what is it? The room, the, the most famous bad film, you yeah. know, that was supposed to be so bad, serious yeah. and it's very bad. So, you know, maybe yeah. there's, there's room for that. It's, it's really just about how to get uh, acceptance, how to get, the the exposure in front of people in a way that is entertaining because that's all that really matters is entertaining people yeah, um and they're they'll bring their perspective to it whatever it may be and maybe they'll change it maybe they won't you know we just don't know yeah i know it's funny that you mentioned earlier about like maybe there's going to be another podcast maybe there'll be competition in the market oh i was speaking to dill uh again friend of the pod stink DJ yeah we were laughing about like because we were, we were talking for like I think it was like maybe two hours um and um that was this that, that this is definitely a whole other podcast episode um Dill was just he was telling me about some drama that was happening in a, in a group chat where it was like for for farts um uh, but there was like a civil war happening where um they were divided because there was straight content creators they were coming in they're not into the, the fetish they're just there to make money and then there was People who were like, why are straight people invading our space? This is our queer space. You know, why are they here? And then some people were like, let them do what they want. They're not hurting anybody. So he was telling me about that. And he was like, should we just start a rival podcast and and let Raj know that there's going to be a new podcast on the scene? Um, we even workshopped the name Who Cut the Cheese. Now it's <laughs> Ed Development. You know, there could be another name there, but we were like, you know, how mad would it be? <laughs> That's great. No, it's great. I yeah. think it's great because I mean, if nothing else, you know, that's the thing about like on the media side too, but not to get too like deep in the weeds, but like, that's just more exposure. That's more, um, yeah. more eyeballs on your content or your perspective or whatever. And the other thing is like, yeah, all, all the interviewers are going to be, you know, different. They're going to have a different way of taking it. They're going to have different questions. They're going to have different 
like, you know, um, life experience that colors the way the podcast goes. So I welcome it. Like I welcome to hear, um, Bring it someone else's questions and someone else's yeah. like how I like hearing the same interviews, uh, same pe- the same guests on another podcast, I think will be super interesting. I think that would be cool. You could be our first guest. Oh, I love it. I love it. <laughs> you'll be our first one. Listen, if this ever happens, you'll be the first people that we call. That's great. No, I really appreciate it. And really, honestly, the Wizard Fart Bane, this has been, and I want to give you the full gravitas. Let me say, even fact, the, oh, the Wizard you. Fart really? Bane, I cannot, I cannot thank you enough for coming oh. on and talking to me on this interview. This has been super enlightening. We've talked about so much, and I, I really... I just really enjoyed the conversation with you. It was really uh, light and friendly and just like you are uh, oh, really a delight to to have on and and speak with. So I'm 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 honestly, glad. Raj, I, yeah. I, I'm just going to stop you there. Uh, okay. As I've been interrupting you all podcast, um, I, as you can't see, but I'm I'm bowing to you right now. Oh. Um, this has honestly been like it's a bucket list moment for me. And and I just think it's really cool that you even give me the time of day to like have a chat about this. I'm super down to come back if you ever want to do another episode. And honestly, just I'm completely I'm a fan and I've had so much fun. It's been so cool just getting to talk to you. And you've been so open with me as well. Like you've been like, you know, answering my questions that I have I, my curiosities about you. And um, I just think that you're class and very much needed. And um, I don't want, I don't, I'll stop being too nice to you and getting soppy because I don't want you to, I don't want to get that ego out of control. Sure, sure. It's, um, it's there. It's but, right there. It's on the surface. Yeah. yeah. It's been so much fun. And I honestly can't wait to like hear the episode whenever it, um, whenever it drops. Like it's going to be super fun to relive this like really nice conversation. I was, I don't know about you. I was a little bit nervous. I don't know why. I was a little, just a little bit nervous. Um, cause I, I don't know. Like, um, this is the first podcast that I've done, so I'm like, what, what do I say if I say something wrong? You know, but um, uh, but yeah, I just want to thank you for for giving me the time. Um, it's very cool. And keep keep it up. Keep doing what you're doing because it's it's like it's so fresh and new and necessary. So. Well, I appreciate. I can't like I can't respond to everything you said, but like I that's like I'm I was very close to tearing up because that's that means a lot. <laughs> I really like. Um, it means a lot. Like I, I appreciate, I appreciate that, um, you know, the, the efforts being seen and, and it's doing something for people. Cause that, that's really oh, what, yeah. what it's oh, about. Yeah. That's what it's about and why, why I care about this. Cause if I was, again, if this started, if this continued like the, the first episodes, um, this podcast would, would have been dead a long time ago because it's really, <laughs> the, it's really the conversations yeah. and the guests we have. Uh, cause I don't, yeah. you know, I don't have that much uh, fart stuff to talk about or fart news and con and like what's going on in the business but talking to people and hearing it um, yeah. hearing about them and the community they're they exist in um, is is amazing and it, it yeah. teaches me it teaches all of us I think so much totally. um, so once again the wizard fart bane thank you again for coming on thank you for having me and enjoy the rest of your day whatever you may be doing thanks thanks you as well I hope you have a good day all right <laughs>